All right. Well, it's been a, a few weeks now. I'm trying to remember if I still know how to record a podcast after this time here, which uh, I think is especially weird after going from like multiple a week to three weeks uh, between us recording one. I like how it's only been two weeks and looking at how some of these teams started, I already hate a lot of my takes. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't oh, care no, if it's two weeks. It's, it's so It looks uh, so bad for some of these teams. <laughs> right and it, i think that's like the fun thing with week one overreactions is like when you have ones that look good after one week it's great and then it's also like well you know we're gonna overreact and say maybe we weren't wrong um you know weren't right about it we are wrong but like not fully committed two weeks it starts to feel like it's enough of a trend enough of a sample size so um you know definitely still some situations that maybe you'll turn out differently but uh definitely start to feel like it'll be you know, more or less in our favor or completely against everything we said. Like, there are definitely some where I'm already willing to admit fully being wrong on them. Exactly. That's how I feel, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I always like doing the week one overreaction. I'll say this year wasn't uh, all that upset that I didn't have to talk about the uh, Steelers week one. Oh, yeah. The Niners, <laughs> but, uh, you know, week two, only so much better. But, uh, you know, let's start off with our teams. And I think the justification is they both played in primetime. So they were both national games. And we'll kind of circle our way back to the beginning of week two from there. Let's get started with Sunday Night Football. Dolphins 24, Patriots 17. So... Week one, the Patriots fell behind early to Eagles, made a bit of a comeback, had a chance to have a comeback uh, final game-winning drive in the fourth quarter that came up short. And similar played out with the Dolphins here, falling down 17-3 at halftime. Never came back to tie, but had a chance. And ultimately, inches short on back-to-back weeks uh, late in the fourth quarter. And I feel like an 0-2 start isn't totally unexpected against those two opponents but both games are at home and definitely tough to see the the Patriots fall short in two games that for a long time they would come out and find a way to win yeah both of those are tough losses because they were in both of those games till the end they lost uh they lost by a combined what 12 points a lot one score games in both games yeah but even even though look they lost to two teams that are better than them it's still at home, and you feel like you sh- should have capitalized on at least one of those games. You know, the Eagles, kind of expectedly, as good as they are, th- they looked lousy out of the gate uh, in Week One, and then Miami. Look, they, I mean, Tyreek Hill, he went off in Week One, and I expected them to keep Tyreek Hill in check in Week Two, but even so, the Miami Dolphins they still had their way, especially in the run game with Mostert scoring a couple touchdowns and Waddle making some plays, and I don't know. I just think the Patriots, I know it's only two games, and they're against two teams that are better than them talent-wise, but I do think they're kind of in trouble. I'm not fully giving up on them yet. If they lose to week in week three versus the Jets <laughs> with uh-huh. loser Zach Wilson under center, then I will give up. That's that as low as it gets if they lose to the Jets in week three. But, yeah, I think that's fair to say. So it is a must, must win game in week three. But so, but I still think they're in trouble, and it's really. I, mean, I look at the offense, and I just see there's just nothing that I really like about their offense right now. They can't run the ball very effectively. Um, they they their offensive line is just so so bad. They're getting destroyed by guys like 
freaking Van Ginkle. <laughs> like who uh, who what who's who is like the backup to Jalen Phillips, like the real star on their defense. And and they're letting Van Ginkle uh, take over that game. It's not like it's Ray Lewis or Brian Erlacher out there. It's it, it's yeah, that's Andrew just, Van Ginkle. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough name to have beating you up like that. Yeah, not so. exactly a star-powered name. And so, if you're letting guys like that get past your O line, uh, you're in deep trouble. And even though I'm not the biggest believer, in Mac Jones, I've said a million times. Uh, I, I, I feel like he's being left out to dry. Like, I mean, kind of like last year, well, last year they didn't have a functional offense, but now that he just like, I don't like anything around him. His offensive line is not doing a good enough job protecting him. And the receivers are just, just, uh, just not doing it. Just not cutting it with, with a uh, Kendrick Borland looked good in the first game, but didn't do as much in the, in week two. Uh, Devonte Parker missed week one, and he he did all right in week two. Week two, but he doesn't create enough separation. And then Hunter Henry's been pretty good, but Juju, man, I I think it's so obvious that he's he's not right with his knee injury. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's pretty brutal there. That's it's just really poor roster construction on the offensive side of the ball when your biggest offseason moves are bringing a guy with a exposed knee and just giving way more money to Devonte Parker who's been just fine but not anything special here and not really doing much else. I mean, yeah, adding Bill O'Brien is is promising compared to what we had last year, but I, there's just not enough explosive players like I mentioned in our preview uh for yeah, them well, to make one a real of the difference. most explosive Yeah, one of the most explosive was DeMario Douglas. He had a early fumble yeah. and uh Oh, yeah, that then, yeah, then and again. and then they decided to just bench him the rest of the game, and it's it's kind of sad, but he's honestly like one of the like best offensive players in their team, even though he's a sixth round rookie, and that goes to show you the poor roster construction on offense that you're forced to play guys like him. I mean, he's a he's a good player. He he did well mm-hmm. in training camp in the preseason, and I I do like Demario Douglas, but. The reason why he's out there in the is in the first place is because you didn't get enough guys to surround Mac Jones, uh, for a you know a better offense and yeah and then Demario Douglas he fumbles the ball like it's not like it was a bad fumble it's not like he's like LaShawn McCoy like holding the ball like you know yeah five he, feet away from him or like Hopkins last year in that Thursday night game he it was a good play by Bradley Chubb and yeah well, you're just gonna you're just gonna to... bench him the rest of the game I think that was so right. dumb. Well, that's the kind of thing that Belichick could get away with ten years ago, but not now. But no, not now. And it's I think that's that's kind of feels like the root of a lot of the Patriots' problems the past few years is that he's been operating in this old way that just doesn't exist anymore. You know, that guy was on the field week one, but he was only on the field at halftime. And I think that the that just continues to be kind of an issue that plagues this team is just not having enough and Mac Jones I think I saw he's been pressured the second most times by any quarterback uh like of any quarterback in the league the offensive line is not helping him the weapons aren't helping him and yeah. I do have doubts about Mac Jones and his ability to become like an elite yeah, quarterback he, or anything like that but he's definitely he, not gotten he, yeah I, like look Mac Jones hasn't been perfect I think week one there were some plays left to be that he left out there that weren't great. I'd like to have back and, um, you know, in comeback mode, it's 
I, I think there's a stat out there that if the opponent scores 24 more points, I think Mac Jones is 0 and 12 in games like that. <laughs> that's, and just that's pretty bad. Yeah, and just it's obviously nowhere near as good as Tom Brady in terms of well, just anything, but especially comeback wise, because anytime Patriots were losing, you you still feel like you had hope with Tom Brady, but with Mac Jones under center, you just feel like it's inevitable that they're gonna lose. But even so, like I don't look at Mac Jones as like he's far down the list of their problems. Like I think he's, mm-hmm. I think week two especially, he did a really solid job. It's just that he's got not not enough around him uh, to help to help their help him have a great offense. And I just I think it's so disappointing because like this is his third year, and this is kind of like the make or break year. Like let, let's see what we have in this guy, and if we need to extend him or move on to the next guy, and it's like. Okay, like okay, great. We have an offensive career now. That's nice, but there's still not enough around him in terms of the O line or the or the receiving core. It doesn't surprise me that Belichick doesn't do enough when it comes to the receivers. Cause I know there have been multiple years of Brady under center where he had guys like Rashad Caldwell and Javar. Yeah, Gaffney. right. That 2016. that 2006 year, like that they miraculously uh, almost made the Super Bowl that year with that receiving core. So there have been years where Belichick would just not do nearly enough. Uh, with Brady under center, uh, you know, surrounding him with great pieces, and then like his last year in 2019, like so there have been multiple cases of that. But I mean, so it doesn't surprise me there. But the old line, I'm I'm surprised that Bill Belichick would just not do enough to address the offensive line, particularly at tackle. Uh, it's just it's just shocking. Yeah. Right, and I, I think the offensive line to the Patriots has still been a strong suit over the past few seasons, yeah, and, so it and, is just surprising to see them take a big hit like Yeah, this. and now they look like a very below-average O-line, and if you have that, you're going nowhere with this team. <laughs> like, if they had a mm-hmm. below-average O-line, but they had, like, you know, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, uh, <laughs> you know, lining up at receiver, then I'd feel a little bit better, but the combination of both uh, – uh, a below average looking O line with not basically nothing in terms of uh you know any sort of talent uh in the receiving core is I feel like a recipe for disaster and just setting up Mac Jones to fail. Yep, I agree. It does feel like he's been set up to fail in a lot of ways, which is just it it's crazy to to think about just the way that this team year after year it continues to be some kind of problem. A lot of fans I do think want to continue to just put it all on Mac Jones, say he's the common denominator. It doesn't feel no, fair to me to I, say that. I think it there have been games in the past seasons where I've looked at Mac Jones and said, Oh, like he he had a really poor game and he should have yeah, done this course. and this better, but uh-huh. but Looking at these first two games again, week one, like he wasn't as good, and but at the same time, I still look at other issues on their team more. Week two is it was really glaring. Like Mac Jones is not the even though people want to use him as the common denominator, like you said, I I don't look at Mac Jones as the problem right now, especially after this past Sunday night game. So I think, uh, you know, the the play in this one at the end of the game, the whole Hunter Henry lateral to Cole Strange, that, oh, that was Kisicki, another one of Kisicki. those. Uh, not, oh, the, not that it matters, yeah. but, uh-huh. but I know what yeah, you meant. One of the tight ends, yeah. yeah that, so That was hard because, look, I like I don't know if I, th- I thought it was a first down. but I did too. But my problem with what happened on that play is, one of my least favorite rules in all sports is the the, the offsides in, in the NHL where 
you know, someone scores a goal and then they got to look at the replay and you guys see the, the centimeter of a skate mm-hmm. getting past the blue line before the puck gets passed. And it's just like, I want replay to fix things if it's so obvious that it's wrong. I don't want them to look at the replay and see if it's teensy tiny uh, off right. and, and then you got to change it. Like, I thought that was close enough where like whatever it was called on the field, keep it that way. Yeah, I think that's the wild part to me is that they overturned it yeah. after calling it a first down. Right. So if it was if it was ruled not a first down on the play in real time and then they look at the replay and they don't see enough evidence, then I would feel a lot better about it. But because they actually reversed it on something that was very 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 close, maybe it, I don't think I don't agree with I, is it Terry McCauley, uh, the the rules yeah, analyst on a, NBC. Yeah, he's a Sunday night. Like he yeah. says it was definitive and I don't agree with that. <laughs> Yeah, I, d- I never really saw like a screenshot or anything. It was all just the replays, which kind of surprised me. I don't know if you know, I just didn't. If it maybe it was obvious if you did pause it in one of those moments, and Patriots fans didn't want to want to post about that. But it is one of those plays that I think it's kind of unfortunate to have games end like that, yeah. where you you think you have a chance and it's robbed of you. At the same time, it was a fourth down play that was short of the sticks, which I think is also kind of not great in its own right that it came down to having to do a crazy lateral to a guard to try to pick up a first down so uh definitely you know issues just overall with how things played out and i think that most patriots fans i've seen aren't just blaming the refs and like this one call for why things went wrong that night i think there's a lot more issues beyond just one play not going their way typically which is not typical of patriots fans (laughs) it's like oh Uh the refs are are screwing us uh Uh they're out to get us but no like I think I think Patriots fans are now like pretty smart enough to realize that that's not the problem and it's a lot of uh issues with their roster but particularly offensively cuz defensively there have definitely been some things to like week 1 look week 1 Jalen Hurts was so bad that it made the defense mm-hmm. look a lead but I do Which- think they did a pretty good job. Definitely deserves some credit yeah. for it. So, like they but. gave up twenty five points, but one of those touchdowns was a a pick six. It was a pick six. So yeah. it wasn't even on the, the defense, of course. So, uh-huh. so yeah, they looked they looked pretty solid in week one and week two. They didn't do a good job of stopping the run. Like I feel like most they made Moster look like Barry Sanders out there. Uh, I mean, right. I, he's got pl- he's got he's got plenty of speed. I get it, but uh-huh. but I mean, he's not like a great running back. Look, they they do a good enough job on Tyree Kill where. Uh, I knew they weren't. He wasn't gonna go for like, you know, uh, the stats he put up versus the Chargers. Yeah, two hundred something yards. Yeah. yeah, ten catches. Yeah, uh, I knew that they would. They've done a pretty good job of stopping him in the in the past. Not always, but for the most part. So yes, great. They did a good job there, but they still Miami still had their way on offense. And yeah, the Dolphins' offense is so much fun to watch yeah, when they're not oh, facing you. Oh, Just yeah. like the way that they are able to the, do things. It's so impressive. The combination of their speed along with Mike McDaniel's scheme on getting mm-hmm. guys open is, yeah, their offense is really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, he makes things easy for Tua, who I think Tua, I mean, to this point in the season through two games, has looked very good. And I, yeah. it, for me with Tua, it's always been a question of him being able to yeah. stay on the field, but I, it is uh, at least a promising no, start for him no, coming I, off I, last season. I, I like Tua. I think I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I, I'm glad that he's showing that he's a good one. Like, not great, but good. Yep. And uh-huh. having you know that kind of talent on offense with that much speed, along with a coach... That is a very look. He's look. Mike McDaniel. Yeah, he comes off as a goofy guy, but 
Uh, I, I actually, I, I don't know. I love that. About I don't think he favorite. comes off as like, one. Oh, I think he is so just many, a goofy there, guy. There are so many coaches in the league, like Belichick. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I look, Belichick is a great, the greatest coach ever, but like, you know, personality-wise with the media, he could be a bit of a grump. And I don't know. I like that Mc, Mike McDaniel's not, a, you know, afraid to show personality and be comfortable in his own skin. And Yeah, he's definitely a fun uh, definitely fun a fun, to, like Yeah, and some people say he's too jokey. I don't care. I, I think it's great. And... Uh, but he's a very sharp offensive-minded head coach, and just so combining all those things really helps to, uh, um, you know, become, you know, reach his potential more and more, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, and, and as yeah, long as he can stay healthy, which is the biggest if ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do think that the Dolphins are in a good place through two weeks. One big thing is their offensive line, which I just assume is going to be a problem because it's always been a problem. They've only allowed one sack through two games, so. That's definitely impressive. Uh, you know, the defense, it was a shootout against the Chargers and much better against the, the Patriots here. But overall, I do think that Miami, just based on the scope of two games, has done enough to say that they can contend yeah, with some of the, the top teams of the AFC. Yeah, I, I definitely think they're a, a playoff team for sure. I, I mean, I know it's only two weeks, but mm-hmm. they, they look really good. Uh, but particularly offensively. Uh, defensively, um. I mean, I think that's more to be determined. Uh, they did a good job, but I, I just blame. I just look at the Patriots side of that more. Uh, like particularly their offensive line is what. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> yeah. give them too much credit uh, for defensive. No, that's, that's fair to say. Yeah, especially since they got killed. Size. Granted, it was a great Chargers offense in Week One, but uh-huh. still gave a thirty-four points in that week. So, and I just think they're fortunate to face a kind of shitty offense in Week Two in the Patriots. Yeah, so I mean, there's definitely more of a ways to go for that defense to to get to where they are, but certainly, but, uh, but they're they feel good about they definitely. If I had to pre- predict now, I definitely think they're a playoff team. Yeah, so Patriots. I mean, we'll we'll find out if the there's anything any remnants left of the dynasty next week with the Jets because you know, like you said, losing that game. Uh, if if if, like if, like if you lose that game, I mean, that's obviously. I mean, you're, you're not, the players are not going to be bought in now. Like they'll be, uh-huh. they'll be checked out if if you lose to if you lose to the Jets in Week Three. Because if Aaron Rodgers were healthy, I mean, you might as well pencil them for zero and four. I know that's only three games, but like I know I'm looking too far ahead. The Cowboys, like the Cowboys week, four. week four, yeah. the way they look mm-hmm. defensively against the Patriots' all line, oh, that'd be a recipe for disaster. So, um, yeah, they gotta win. They gotta win. They gotta beat the Jets, or else it's over. Yeah, starting off slow is not abnormal for the Patriots. No, they, in recent they've gotten years, off the slow starts several years in a row now. So, um, all right, I guess let's uh, move on to Monday night now. <laughs> One of two Monday night games. So, Steelers twenty six, Browns twenty two. Unlike you, my team won. Like you, I still don't feel great about them. <laughs> uh, you know, it definitely was not. It's not been the inspiring start to the season as I hoped, and. <laughs> They yeah, they, they won that game solely because of their d- defensive line. Their d- their yeah, D line the is defense. one of the best in the league. They obliterated the Browns' offensive line, but particularly in the in the past game, uh, they I yes mean, they made Deshaun Watson look really atrocious. But that's a credit to them. Yeah, but I do agree with you. Like God, their offensive line is so or not offensive line. Their offense offense is, is a whole. so yeah yeah as a whole. Uh, it's just so gimmicky looking with uh I I think every everybody knows 
that their offense, uh, you know, their design, how they're designed offensively, like Matt Canada, it's pretty surprising that he's still there. Uh, it's, yeah, I just continue to get fooled every offseason. And look, I'll, I'll start with the positive aspect. Mm-hmm. Seals beating the Browns, I'm never going to be unhappy about that. I'm always going to come away feeling good, especially in embarrassing fashion like this. Just like all these stats coming out with, like you said, the defense, um, two touch- touchdowns and pick six, fumble six. If you want to say they're lucky bounces, like there's more to blame, that's fine. But a big reason why the Browns lost this game in general was the play of their $230 million guaranteed quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the, the, uh, there, there were some bad bounces, unlucky breaks for the Browns. And look, there were times where Deshaun Watson, he he, he didn't have enough help from his O-line. But yeah, that that looks like a mistake his, more and more by the by the week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of bad throws on his part, and here's the thing: like he self sabotaged his team. Um, you know, he checks checks notes, couldn't keep his hands to himself, and illegally touched others who were just trying to do their jobs on multiple occasions with two 15 yard face mask penalties yeah, yeah. that completely and destroyed Browns. Right. Going to that one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, so you know, not, not only is he not only is he a problem off the field now, like on the field, he's yeah. Who has Big multiple problem. face mask penalties in the same game by a quarterback? On offense, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on a quarterback, right? Like not even a running it's, back or receiver, like on offense, but no. a quarterback. <laughs> and it's not even like he's doing a stiff arm and accidentally like, grabbing a mask. He's holding on to him. Yeah, he's just like ripping yanking the, the it off, off the, the guys, right? Players. Yeah, which I mean, I guess that's a theme for Browns players against the Steelers. But and then he's getting into fights uh, and shoving refs. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's lo- he's completely lost his mind now. Right, I know. There's like all, all these reports of a potential burner account out there. Um, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. Called, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's called uh, Gainesville's own or something like that, uh, and which is the town in Georgia where he's from, and just all these like defensive Deshaun Watson created September 2023. No followers, no following. It could very easily be someone just trying to make it look like it's him, but it, it is kind of funny to think that he was potentially creating a burner account to reply to random Browns uh, reporters and fans if this uh, were Kevin in the locker room of the game. If this were Kevin Durant, I would fully believe it's him, but I'm, sh- I'm sure it's just a guy that made it seem like it was Deshaun, but whatever. It's still... It's, it's, st- it's a bad look on him on the field anyway. Like It's one of those things where, like, look, it's all great. It's funny to know that the Browns lost a game where their opponent had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and were trailing at the start of the quarter. I believe that's the, the fewest yards gained in a fourth quarter comeback in NFL history. But <laughs> at surface level, that's as far as it goes. And if the Steelers were a great offense, they just had a bad night and managed to embarrass little brother like rivals and great but it's it just to me it's another game coming coming off of the preseason just how great the offense looked and it, it's a small sample size and look the Falcons backups are not the 49ers or even the Browns defense but it, I just don't understand what happened like how the offense went from looking like that to not even just like regressing to last year but playing even worse yeah that, it, it's not that really surprised me I agree that yeah, like you said, it's a short sample size, and it was against preseason backups, and and, and not the Niners or Browns. But I I thought I, I don't know I had higher hopes for their offense, even with the same offensive coordinator, because Kenny Pickett did like he he looked like he was starting to progress as a possible franchise quarterback. Yeah, he had a, he had a decent he really rookie did. season, nothing special, but 
couple comeback wins late to inspire confidence. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe he has the clutch factor. Right. Something that you can work with. Yeah. And so I, I still think it's to be determined with Kenny Pickett, but. I, you saw there's some high hopes with him, and I mean, look, Deontay Johnson goes down, so like that's obviously going to hurt their offense more. But I mean, George Pickens he broke out with with he's one awesome. one yeah. giant play, one play, but still it was, one giant play. It was still I don't know, he's still a good receiver, and I mean, Najee looks I don't know. <laughs> I know it's only year yeah. three, but I don't know he he didn't look great last night. And so he had two plays. He had the it was actually back to back plays. It was back to back. I remember that. Yep, and then a seventeen yard run. And I think a lot of the running game problems start with the offensive line. And you know, it's one of those things where I want to believe that he can still be that guy if he played behind a functioning offensive line. But it is three years of it, and it just it feels like a waste of a pick at this point. Where it's like drafting a first round running back to solve the running game did not work. Yeah, the, the, his and, first year he looked. I thought he was really great, but. Ever, ever since, look, I mean, last year he was dealing with a, I think, a Liz Frank foot injury. Yeah, Liz Frank foot injury. But, yeah, but even, I mean, even now he he doesn't look anywhere near as good as he did in his rookie year. And Jalen Warren looks like, um, I mean, he looks like he's about to take over the backfield. Maybe. I mean, I probably a well, split, with, but uh-huh. I don't the know. Thing with Jalen Warren, he's great in the passing game. Yeah, like he shows, but like as a runner. He's he didn't have any more success just as a pure like handoff running back than Najee Harris. Yeah, he's so he's, I think he's much better in the passing game. I agree with that. Yeah, right. I mean, you see Jalen Warren like wide open for like a twenty-five yard gain. Any running back could have done the exact same thing, but it had to be Jalen Warren. So he's going to get a lot more. And then he has that one touchdown in the preseason where he runs it to the right. house and gets all the uh-huh. love. I don't yeah, know. It just so, it, I mean it it just looks bad when he's a first round pick in Najee. And, and Warren was undrafted. Right. And I think that's that's the root of where everything comes from, I think, is the whole draft status and the pedigree. Even if Harris is a better running back, it's the idea that it's not as big of a drop-off. And Warren has enough of those little spark plays. Um, and Najee just runs into a brick wall in every other play. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of problems. The offensive line does not look any better. Um, I don't really want to give PFF a ton of credit given that miles garrett and his one solo tackle and one quarterback pressure got a 91 grade while tj watt with his uh record-breaking sacks and fumble recovery was like a 71 alex highsmith had a pick six and stripped uh uh watson for that fumble he was like an 80 something so whatever metrics they want to use but offensive line has always felt like they kind of know what they're talking about and there's no other way to to really statistically break them down in back-to-back games dan moore has been the lowest rated left tackle in the entire league back-to-back games i think the offense has been at most like every offensive lineman is mediocre at most across the board it just hasn't shown improvement and all it was is just one different guy coming in, Isaac Samalu, who I thought was going to be this massive addition after being on the Eagles last year, but it feels like he's maybe more of a product of the guys around him than just being one of the same, uh, you know, caliber of those other Pro Bowlers in Philly. So we basically have the def- same two teams, how <laughs> they're structured defensively. They're they're better on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, I mean, yep. the Steelers are much better on the D line wise, but you know what I mean, like. Patriots and Steelers. Yeah, well, the, the Steelers have a great front seven, and then the secondary is pretty a little bit to be desired. Yeah, right exactly. Now. While so. the Patriots, it's a little they, they definitely have a better secondary for sure, but not as good as a D line as the Steelers, but pretty similar. <laughs> where defensively, it's it's pretty solid. 
offensively you feel like it's hopeless uh f- for whatever reason and but the but look offense they, have a, is... they have a win <laughs> yeah i know and look it's that's great i i like having a win i i like beating the browns it's always going to feel good um even if it doesn't come in the prettiest of fashion patriots offense patriots offense has looked more functional than the steelers offense like the steelers back-to-back games it takes them forever to pick up a first down just Kenny Pickett these throws like I don't know what it is it's like he's lost all of his confidence at this point and I don't understand why um, it's just not the same like some of the passes he was able to complete in the preseason I don't have faith in him being able to complete them now and this offensive coordinator like you know fire, fire Canada like those chants were finally chants. being loud yeah. in the stadium <laughs> yeah and uh the players are basically saying, ah, we didn't exactly hear anything, but fans are paying money so they can say whatever they want. No one is coming to his defense at this point. And I'd like to believe that there is now basically a three-game audition period for Matt Canada to turn things around before the week six bye. But the problem is those three games are the Raiders, the Texans, and the Baltimore Ravens. So those are three games where you look at two teams, the Raiders and the Texans. Neither of them are all that great no. on either side of the ball. Ravens are a team that historically the Steelers and Ravens always find ways to play these low scoring 17 to 14 games. games. Yeah. So it's possible that the Steelers could win all three of those games by scoring 20 points or less or, you know, but that doesn't make you feel much better. Even if it increases you in the win column, that doesn't make it look better. Exactly. And I think that's going to be part of the problem is like, even if the Steelers come out of this stretch with a positive record, three and two or even four and one, the offense might not necessarily look better, but they're not going to make the move at that point. And then you just kind of get stuck with him and just knowing that this team is going to have a ceiling. And ultimately, I don't know that someone else on the staff is going to be able to completely change things and turn the offense around, but it's hard to be worse than what this team is doing. And their problems are beyond just the offensive coordinator, but a good offensive coordinator would be able to mask some of those issues and figure out ways to still have success. And Canada just can't do that. He just continues to shoot himself in the foot. And it's very disheartening to see this year three now. That was kind of my problem last year, where even if the Patriots would win games, it's like, that doesn't make them look much better if they're just beating up on bad teams. Like, I know mm-hmm. what I'm looking at, and it's not good enough. Uh, I mean, this year, yeah, we, like you said, it's a more functional offense for the Patriots, having Bill O'Brien. But at the same time, you know, they don't run a lot, really any play-action plays. It's a lot of quick passes, Yep, seal is the same. Like they, 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 they would show like on NBC, like look at the amount of time Mac Jones is releasing the ball in like one or two seconds. Like, great. It's because they can't block, and I think they, I think Bill O'Brien and the offense, I think they know it too. That to yeah, the point, well, that was always a problem with the Steelers too. Right so, yeah, to the I point where they, they have to get rid of it quick, or else they're going to get the quarterback mm-hmm. killed. Um, yep. And so, yeah, it, it just doesn't look great offensively for either team right now. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it with Tua a lot, and I think that there was a lot more attention and spotlight on his situation. Mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett left two games last year with a concussion. I don't know how much of that is affecting him just like mentally if that's an issue there were a lot of Steelers fans who were saying oh he suffered another concussion on like the third play of the game against the Niners and that's why he sucked uh, because there was a video of him hitting his helmet on the turf and I, I just like the helmets are supposed to protect you from any contact with the ground just destroying your head so I don't think that it's necessarily fair to say but I do wonder if that's somewhat at play with him 
he's doesn't seem like he's like playing the same type of like running uh, that he did last year, certainly at Pitt. And it's just, it's getting to the point now where unless he continues to like somehow turn things around and make a significant leap forward, which I thought year two was a year for that. I would rather him just suck and make it easy to move on from him quicker. Uh, I would too. I don't want to end up in a holding pattern where it's like, well, he's good enough. Shows enough signs. Let's keep him yeah, around. You, you don't, so. you don't want, you don't want to have Andy Dalton out there. Right. Like, you don't, you I don't want to have a guy that's like, okay, he's helping us win some games and, mm-hmm. and getting, yeah, like getting to the Garoppolo. playoffs and then just lose right away every year. Uh, exactly. Like, you, yeah. You don't, I don't want someone like that. You don't want a guy that's just fine. Like, uh-huh. I, I want, I want him to either be a star or I want to move on to the next guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're I just know. wasting it, it, time at that point. Like, oh, well, he showed this, he showed that, but he's right. still not good enough. Like, I don't want that. Like, I, no. I hate being in the middle of the pack. Yeah, I don't, it's it's a really bad place to be when it comes to quarterbacks, especially knowing all the money that they command like, I, and how much of the salary cap it eats up. And that's and that's why I kind of hate it this year for Mac Jones is that it looks like he's progressing, but at the same time what's around him is not good enough and and I don't think it's his fault not again not that he's perfect but I don't look at him as the problem and that's just kind of like ruining the the future of the the team a little bit and it's like well is he the guy is he not the guy like I don't like Uh I don't feel like we're gonna fully know because if this is how the offense is gonna look in week two especially then I'm I'm gonna hate it so much Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, the, there's the point. Say maybe Bill knows that he wants to move on from him, so he's sabotaging him intentionally, so that way he can draft a new guy and then has all this cap space to build a roster and be like, yeah, see, it was Mac Jones the whole time. I mean, I don't know if you heard, but Trent Brown just got an extension or like a a, a pay raise of like two million dollars. Yeah, I did see that. Uh-huh. And it's like, God, you couldn't do that in August <laughs> because I feel like uh, if you paid him a little bit more in August. He would have been bought in more, and you wouldn't have these problems at tackle. And I don't know, just something with the way Bill handles. I feel like the game's just passed him by, and it's just like the way he handles things like that. It, it doesn't. It doesn't do. It's not best for the football team. Like he always says, "Oh, we're just doing what's best for the football team." <clears throat> yeah, he does that crap. And mm-hmm. but now it's that is kind of getting old. Where it's like in the past, it's like it used to be like, "Wow, this." Maybe this is what the, this is the Patriot way. <laughs> like, you got to sacrifice the for the good of the team. But like, now that now that you don't you have a good enough roster and less and less players are gonna, um, you know, be tuned out at this point. Yeah, I mean the Steelers have the same problem with a, a head coach who's been there a long time, and you know the whole Tomlinisms and everything. And look, he's a fun by all accounts, he's a fun coach to play for, but. There's something with the rest of the coaching staff that constantly holds this team back, never having an offensive coordinator defensively things, you know, they, they have talent on the defensive side of the ball, but you still wonder what is going on with the coordinators. Like in, in the game on Monday night, the Browns are like a third and 13 from the four yard line. And they just gave up an easy sideline catch to Amari Cooper playing like prevent defense with three minutes to go in the game. It just, it made no sense what, what this team's doing and either, Tomlin is keeping bad guys on the roster because, or like on the coaching staff, so that way there's no pressure. You can always have scapegoats, or the owner, the Rooney family, can't afford to hire guys, or they're cheaper and they're just you know bob nutting with a salary cap. And 
either way, it's a problem for this team. And I think that's really what the big thing is. Um, and I actually saw uh, one of the guys for the Pittsburgh Tribune, Adam Bitterer, he tweeted Tuesday night after the game said that Monday night is a perfect kind of explanation for why the national media and national fans think Mike Tomlin is like the greatest coach ever and Pittsburgh fans want to get him out because they those fans see wow look what he did embarrassing the Cleveland Browns like this team that's probably better than them on paper and other Steelers fans just see year after year like all this disappointment and they don't look at it as a great win we're talking like we give up on this team already the offense sucks like we needed TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith to bail us out to pull out this win so um, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of reasons for me to also have a lot of questions about this team moving forward and what the future is like. And it seems like the Steelers have a good GM now who's kind of adapting to the new ways. And I'd love to and see the, the Patriots coaches have the a same. GM or sort of not really, but like in Matt Grow, or like I feel like they're trying to groom him for the spot and and, and give less uh, power to for Bill in terms of the roster management uh, that is on this mm-hmm. team because. What they have offensively is just not good enough. I f- I feel like they could have done so much more to help Mac Jones and give him more weapons. And I, I made this point in the AFC's preview where like look the best quarterbacks they can deal with deficiencies on their team. But at the same time, like Mahomes has Kelsey, Burrow has Chase, Allen has Diggs. Like you also want Mac Jones to have a guy. You know what I mean? He doesn't have one. He doesn't yeah. have Devontae one. Parker. Jacoby Myers like, was this guy, and they got rid of him. <laughs> Not that he's in the same class as those uh, guys, but you know what I mean. Like he doesn't even have a guy. He did have and ten the, catches week one. Yeah, and he, two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. But yep, yeah, he, again, he's also not in the same class. Yeah. So. Yep, so he's mm-hmm. done it. A mostly Patriots and Steelers podcast. I just like yeah, that hey, to there get you that go. out there. Also, right. one thing to mention. Uh, I think we should start with the. Uh, Eagles Vikings for the next game, like so they just traded for Cam Akers. <sighs> you stole what I was gonna say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I thought we were going to. I remember. Uh, you know what? Let's just quickly say Saints Panthers. Neither of us watched the game. That's what happens when you have a Monday night doubleheader at the same time, especially when one of the games was the Steelers. Like I was, I only saw it on the little split screen. Like that was basically it. Look, the the Browns and Steelers. Do you remember that play where the it, there was this giant fumble and like nobody could pick up the ball. Oh yeah, no, it's like the Maxion play. Yeah, like part uh-huh. of me was like, "What the hell am I watching right now?" But at the same time, right. give me Brown Steelers over Saints Panthers. Oh, there's at least a relevance to the Browns and the Steelers exactly. that you just don't get. Even out if of the, the even if they're so. not great teams, uh, like uh-huh. I'd much rather watch that over Saints Panthers. Look, the Saints are two and zero, great, but. <laughs> wow, you beat the Titans by one point, and you beat the Panthers by three. Like, two teams that uh-huh. are not going anywhere. Maybe the Titans, but we'll see. But the Panthers especially, like, they're not going anywhere whatsoever. They're probably going to finish last. And Yeah, I mean, I, right now they're the only team that doesn't have a win, and the other two, other three are all unbeaten. Yeah, so. the, the Saints, yeah, great. They're 2-0, and but like, I don't look at them as, like, um, a threat. Like, maybe in that, in that division, yes. Like, they could yeah. win the division uh-huh. for sure. But doing anything more? No, God, no. No, I mean, the Saints' schedule is... I, I didn't even think about it. Like, I think the whole division has a really easy schedule. The Saints, week after week, they play unproven quarterback after unproven quarterback. Yeah, the the, the, so, the AFC and NFC South play each other. And so uh-huh. that, that definitely is... I mean, someone's got to win those games. If they all say, like, oh, that should be a winnable game, that should be a winnable game. But it's like, yeah. well, someone has to win, someone has to lose. I mean, I guess if they tie, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah no I, I get it so anyway that was our 
Monday Night Football, Steelers, Browns, Saints, Panthers. Now let's go back to Thursday night and talk about the (laughs) Eagles and the Vikings. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I also got the breaking news alert, Cam Akers for swap of 2026 picks. So that's, uh, I I mean, I don't really know what to talk about with uh, Cam Akers from Minnesota. Well, it's just that I remember last year when he was with the Rams, like, wow, I thought this dude was for sure gone. And then all of a sudden he's- Oh, yeah. He comes back and all of a sudden he's He survived like, the deadline. He comes back and and then like in December he was like one of the best players in the I mean running backs wise. Like he was uh-huh. just putting up a bunch of numbers and it's like what the, what the hell was this where he went from week 1 he's the starter but then he's like not getting any snaps whatsoever and then October he's uh, uh, the rumors about he's about to get released straight up and then all of a sudden he's back and putting up big numbers and now <laughs> right out of the gate two this year two season. weeks into the season he's already gone <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand like he's had such an interesting start to his career it just makes no sense to me and then and then the previous year he gets a ruptures his achilles you think he's done We're like oh he's back for the super bowl <laughs> right yeah like the fastest comeback from achilles ever yeah so at least for the next few months, right. we'll see if uh, Rogers beats him. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk yeah about he'll he'll later. be back for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yes, he'll be uh, he'll be watching them with uh, Zach Wilson from his apartment after the, you know, <laughs> in January. But yeah. anyway, Eagles thirty four, Vikings twenty eight. So the the Vikings. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, I think that this is one where I'm coming away from this game feeling better about. Uh, I don't know if better is the right way. I had my question about the Vikings offense. The Vikings offense looks pretty good. Kirk Cousins has not necessarily been a problem there. The Eagles offense, they scored 34 points, but I think the big question you kind of talked about earlier, Jalen Hurts hasn't necessarily looked as no, great we, as you'd expect to start the year. Week one, he was so bad. <laughs> like the fact, They were kind of lucky to win that game the way he played. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think they were. like They definitely got a few really good breaks in that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I thought Jalen Hurts was so bad in week one. Week two that was... That late fumble was insane. Week two was a little bit better. I mean, it was kind of boring because they, they ran so many times. Like I was just waiting for... 250 rushing yards. I watched the entire first half, and I'm like, are they going to do anything besides just run the ball with Swift and Hurts? Like, granted, like they were running kind of effectively, especially Swift. He looks like he's going to have a bounce-back season with, with the Eagles which is good for him. If he gets the opportunity. Yeah, if he gets the opportunity, right, because Gainwell was out, and for whatever reason, they refused to play Rashad Penny. Yeah, the, a lot of money to make him inactive. Yeah, so <laughs> just like just not even give him a touch. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like they're off. Yeah, like you said, they score 34 points, but it still doesn't look that great. Defonte Smith is off to a pretty good start. He definitely had some really nice plays in that game. But, yeah, A.J. Brown, let's see if they can get him going. I don't know. The Eagles aren't there yet. I mean, you could say that about a lot of teams, but I mean, the Eagles are one of the best teams in the league, and so yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. Sure. Ultimately, they're two and zero, right? So you know, it's pretty it, ugly two and zero start, but yeah. granted, it's a win. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's still an overall positive for them. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think that they'll be fine long term. Yeah, I think I, they're I going think, to figure things out. I think. Uh, I mean, this is kind of going too far ahead, but. I think a lot, if not all of the offense, maybe outside of like the Niners, I feel like all of these offenses are off to slow starts right now. They and are, the Eagles are yeah. especially one of them. Uh-huh. And I think as time goes on, as the season goes on, I think um, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely have that, that mindset with this team. 
Uh, Minnesota, Justin Jefferson still looks awesome. Yeah. 11 catches for 159 yards. I mean, Kirk Cousins, I think he he's like way up there when it comes to some of the best quarterbacks statistically. So there you go. That's one example yeah, of a quarterback that, just playing that well. That was a team that was all about for fantasy this year. Like great yeah, offense, and- shitty defense. But I still think I still thought like I thought they'd be one and one after two games. I didn't think they had any chance of being Philly, even though they covered. <laughs> but I don't know. Like just their defense is really, really bad, which is what I thought yeah. would hold them back anyway. But uh-huh. I still thought they'd be a winning football team. And, you know, it was a kind of a toss up for me between Minnesota and Detroit. I leaned Minnesota just because, you know, they did so well last year, even if they were going to. Yeah, which I think is fair. But, uh-huh. yeah, their defense is a huge problem, like to the point where they, like, they're not even beating Tampa now. Uh, granted, it was a 20 to 17 and Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, there were problems. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I still look at their defense as like, wow, like this is not going to be good. Granted, yeah, Philly. Scored 34 points and didn't look that great, even so, scoring that many points. But, my God, the, the Vikings defense, I don't know. I don't I don't have any faith in them. To the point where I don't I don't know if Minnesota – like, it's two games. But, yeah, maybe I'm going to take back about – take back what I said about them winning the, the division now. <laughs> uh, but at yeah, the same I mean, time, I, it's I, wide I, open because there's no undefeated team in that division. Yeah, no, it, it's a fair – it's a fair at least overreaction yeah. to the first two games for this team, uh, seeing them with that 0-2 record. I think that the, the Vikings' defense could see improvement as the season goes along. Like, it is a lot of just, like, random assortment of players there with a new defensive coordinator with Brian Flores taking over, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the Vikings, like I, I had low expectations on this team coming into the season. They went eleven and zero in one score games last year. They're already zero and two in one score games. Oh so, God. I knew they would regress in that stat. I didn't think it'd be uh, that bad that quickly, though. Yeah, that I didn't, didn't expect. To be fair, T.J. Hawkinson scored with a minute ten to go to make right. it a one score so game. It's a so total it's not guard. Like, like Kirk Cousins, uh, I love him, but he is the king of garbage time. <laughs> Yeah, he he finds a way to to get up those uh those stats in the end of the games for sure. So, I think I mean, the NFC to this point, there certainly have been some surprises. It's obviously way too early to be like really considering playoff picture, but Vikings need to kind of get things going pretty quickly. Yeah. So, and they're about to face a team that is also desperate of a win. <laughs> yes. Yeah, two teams that are 0 and 2, both miss the playoffs. Uh that is the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Let's jump into that game. Titans 27, Chargers 24. Now, you know, I think as we do these podcast things, we have teams that we like and enjoy to talk about as fans, and we have teams that we like as podcasters, analysts, prognosticators. And I got to say that this matchup is probably your nightmare NFL it is. scenario. It is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Oh my God. I hate that you said it, but it's so uh, true. It's like, that's why I made this the first one yeah, o'clock game. Like these, it's a good transition with the Vikings, cause, cause but there's a lot with you. Cause these two teams, I, I love their offenses and I'll fully admit that part of it's fantasy football related, but I don't know. Like I, I love Kirk cousins, even if he's not like, some elite stud quarterback. I don't know. Just a fun guy, and the the quarterback Netflix uh, documentary, just oh, yeah, docu series, just made me like him even him. more as a fan. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a believer in Justin Herbert too. Like even if I wasn't like before the draft, I was like, like I heard all this hype about him at Oregon. It's like, is he really the guy? And then you see him. It's like, all right, like he's a stud. Um, yes. Even if he's not Mahomes or Burrow or Allen, like I st- I still think he's 
really good, but he has a moron of it for a head coach. And I, <laughs> I am so, so out on Brandon Staley. It's not even funny. Like as long, I, I want him gone. Like if, of any coach in the league, I, he should be, look, I made the bowl call. That'd be Tampa, but that's not going to happen. But you know who else has a buy in week five? The Chargers do, and I I think uh, oh, okay. they should start pulling the plug, especially after that twenty-seven nothing yeah. uh, uh, you know comeback from the, from the Jags in that playoff game. It's a tough follow-up from that game. Then you know, starting zero and two, he with gets these all pissy with the media losses. about like, oh, is that affecting you guys? Like, oh no, it's not affecting us. Like, God, like I thought he was this defensive, sharp-minded head coach. Like they gave, I granted, Miami's great offense, but. God, they just mm-hmm. let Tyreek Hill have his own way. Like they couldn't, you know, I don't know, play, put put more attention on him. I think you'd like to cover right. that guy. Like I mean, it, Belichick proved that it's possible to scheme a way to stop. Exactly. Him and, yeah. You know, they, Even though the Ty- exact opposite. Look, Tyreek Hill, he's one of the best players in the, on the league offensively. Really fun to watch with his speed. But yeah, if you put enough focus on him, like you can, yeah, like what you said with Belichick, uh, you like you can scheme a way to, you know sort of take him out of a game like just not let him go off and let him have his own way all game it was just embarrassing uh because because i the Chargers did played well enough offensively to win that game and it's just yeah 34 points yeah like i saw this so i i I gotta find it like there was this crazy stat where like they're they they're like the first they're like they're the teams that had like 10 touchdowns or something like that and no turnovers, and the Chargers are like the only team to do it um, without a win in the first two games. Something, some crazy stat. I gotta find. Oh it. yeah, no, I, I did see that one as well. Yeah, it's 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 insane how good the offense has been and how they've managed to lose both of these games. Yeah, it's 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 atrocious. So yeah, I agree with you. Like this is a nightmare scenario. Like I saw the schedule like week three, and all of a sudden they're both zero and two. It's like oh great. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them uh, is gonna be zero and three. Like great. That's yeah. just nice. Maybe they'll both be zero two and one. I thought about that but, too, uh, and that just makes it even worse, probably. Yeah, right. And then, especially, you know, the Chargers, like losing to the Dolphins is one thing, but losing to the Titans and Ryan Tannehill orchestrating yeah, like, a, a game winning drive. Yeah, like, there's no time. shame in losing to the Dolphins with their offense, but, ah, uh, freaking, like, the Titans and Tannehill, like, oh, come on. Like, that's, that's bad. <laughs> like, Staley definitely yeah. deserves to be gone of, of any coach. He's definitely, like, well, I, Hot seat is only relative to how the organization feels, but I think just based on as like a fan looking around, it feels like he should be the first coach to go and have that hot uh, seat. He, so right here now. it is: the Chargers are the thirty-third team in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era with fifty-plus points and zero turnovers through two games, and they're the only team only to be zero and two. Only that wow. sounds like only the Chargers, only they can. Do yeah, that. right. Uh, it is amazing just how this team finds ways to lose yeah. and finds ways to make things worse and worse for themselves. Yeah, for a few years, I, I I tried to believe in the Cowboys, and I was just like, I give up. Like, I can't do it with them anymore. And the Chargers are they're coming, they're becoming that for me. We're like, I just can't do it anymore. Uh, as as long as Brandon Staley is the coach, like, so if they got a new coach, uh, if it were Kellen Moore, that's why I want Sean Payton to go to the Chargers and not the Broncos. <laughs> it would be world's different i think if he did not go to the chargers but they kept brandon Staley, and they, and they now, probably and now they're gonna regret it so. yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that with the Chargers, it's a lazy take to say something will go wrong because something always goes and wrong. That's why I've always hated that take. Year, like, oh, it's such a lazy take to say, ah, something will go wrong. No, yeah. there's enough proof where, like, yeah, something's going <laughs> to go wrong. Uh-huh. And it's already happening two games out of the, into the season, even though their offense is not a problem at all. No, no. And it, it it's hard to really – I mean, yeah, the defense, like you said, it was tough <laughs> against Miami is... and – it wasn't even like that horrible against Tennessee. Like the Titans just had, like they shut down for the relatively shut down Derrick Henry, yeah. 25 carries for 80 yards. And Traylon Burks had that one 70 yard pass play, which is a really cool Ryan Danahill moment. But for the most part, it was just Tennessee just took advantage of opportunities here and there. So, yeah, yeah I mean, and that that's the, the epitome of a Chargers loss though, is when the offense and the defense are both pretty good, if not great. And they still find a way to lose the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, things are uh, not necessarily looking great for L.A., uh, but I guess, like, the one positive that you can say for this team is the AFC West doesn't look as amazing. Nope. Um, and then looking from the Titans' perspective, like, the AFC South uh, maybe doesn't look as lopsided as we thought just, you know, through two games, and that's a game that we thought was or a lot of people thought it would be very exciting and uh you know opposite. potential shootout 17 to 9 the Chiefs beat the Jaguars. So yeah, and this this is a tough one. I think uh you know both of these offenses I again, I think that both of them are going to be fine. They're going to figure things out. They're going to look more explosive, but there's problems on both of these teams. I mean, we can start with Kansas yeah, City. That I'm, opening night. I'm I'm glad you're starting with them because uh, this might be an overreaction, but if the Chiefs don't get another weapon, I, I I don't think they're going anywhere. Like they'll make the playoffs. Like don't get me wrong. Like they'll they'll sure they'll turn things around a little bit and make the playoffs. But it, it kind of reminds me of so Mahomes has been to three Super Bowls, right? He won two. Yes, he's been to three uh-huh. through six seasons, and Brady also in his first six seasons been to three Super Bowls. He won all three of them, but in that seventh season, he had like we mentioned earlier. Rashad Caldwell, Javar Gaffney, Javar Gaffney. Uh, just like yeah, just a bunch but... of Jags, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mahomes, like, okay, he has Kelsey, great, but like th- this receiving core, it's a problem. And and it's something I mentioned in our in our AFC West preview, and something I, it's something that most people r- recognize. But mm-hmm. yeah, they really didn't replace. Look, look, Juju doesn't look great right now <laughs> with his with his knee issue, but and he wasn't as good at, as I thought he'd be last year with the Chiefs but he did make enough plays and he was he was a force especially in that Super Bowl and so yeah. no, he they should the have receiver found that. a way to replace his production with somebody else whether it was Hopkins or whatever and they they didn't and and look at the receiving core like Sky Moore I know he had a touchdown finally <laughs> in the regular season <laughs> but uh-huh. my god you didn't have Travis Kelsey and he all he could do was put up what four rushing yards and not even catch a pass yeah that was it didn't have didn't have a catch yeah that's that's atrocious and then rushy rice maybe they got something with him maybe not i don't know we'll see mvs so yeah he only had a couple catches too and you know you know what you're getting out of mvs yeah exactly and, well you say you don't know game to game but you know but you, over the you know of him like you know it's uh, you'll get a few catches you know the ceiling you know the floor yeah <laughs> and the floor yeah, is literally then, zero <laughs> yeah right and then who and then who else am I missing? Like Justin Watson's just whatever. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. I don't know who else I'm missing. I mean, besides, I mean, obviously Kelsey finally came back in week no, two. No, Kadarius Tony. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the worst of them all. Yeah, that's the guy I was forgetting. Oh, that that week one performance was all time bad. Yeah, that was. It was. So actually, I I saw a stat. So PFF said that it was the lowest grade they gave to a wide receiver for a game since 2018, and someone replied to it. How could he be worse? Pull out a gun and shoot Mahomes? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wow, that's bad. I mean, yeah, he had I mean, he three had atrocious plays where yeah. one of them, of course, he he doesn't catch it, and all of a sudden lands in. Uh, is it Brian Branch? Brian. Yeah, Brian Branch. Yeah, a, Brian Branch's hands uh, on the lines. Uh-huh. He gets the pick six, and then. Yeah, I mean, the screenshot of that play being like this resulted into a Lions touchdown is just incredible and and, yeah and then he had that wide open drop uh, in the fourth quarter and yeah you you just see Mahomes after the game where it's like yeah I still believe in these guys like we'll figure it out blah 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 but like you could tell by his tone it's like he doesn't believe in them at all and they really should have surrounded him with he's he's another guy like yes he has Kelsey but you know 34 at some point, like he's going to start to decline, and you really need another piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, to- yeah, I mean, four catches for 26 yards. He did have a touchdown. He did find a blank space in the end zone. I love loved that call by. I don't care if he was uh, sitting on it all all day, and he came up oh, with it. Oh, he definitely was. Oh, he, yeah, for sure, but I don't care. I loved it. I loved uh, hearing that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and uh, you know, Jason Kelsey is uh, apparently saying that it's true that they're together in some capacity. This might so. be the biggest 180 of my life on an athlete if those <laughs> if those are true. Like I thought Jimmy Butler for me was a, the biggest 180. Like I've uh-huh. I hate I've hated Travis Kelsey. I think he's just such a tool, but oh man, if 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 he's really dang Taylor Swift, like oh my god, I might have to have the biggest one eighty of yeah, my big, life. Yeah, big big credit like, toward him. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> I, I, yeah, the, the Shaq meme, like of all time, uh, all time Shaq meme. Of, uh, I didn't recognize your game. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, he had that catching Kelsey show, but, uh but I don't know. Like I thought that was. It's not. Yeah, none of those girls on that show were Taylor Swift. Exactly. So. So. Yeah, I gotta give credit where credit is due. If uh, if if that if those are true, man, that's that's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I actually I, I think Juwan Taylor he was called for a false start finally like four times in this game <laughs> yeah. against Jacksonville. If <laughs> I, that's correct, I love the clips of him in Week One where like you they said you could tell if it was a run play or pass play if he was like moving his leg up and down. Uh, I, yeah. I saw those clips like well that's not good if that's the case <laughs> i think they gotta do a better uh, job of uh not showing that to opponents right i mean especially all the money that they paid him to 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 come in yeah. and be be part of homes Mahomes protection yeah. so yeah i mean and, and as bad as you know kansas city's offenses looked here jacksonville's not that much better and there's a lot of problems and a lot of reasons for it, but ultimately only scoring nine points in this game. Uh, Against the not, Chiefs defense, not that's song. not really that great to begin uh-huh. with. And yeah, they beat. Yeah, they won Week One, scoring a, a, a lot of points. Calvin Ridley looked like he was awesome Week One, and looked like he was he's gonna be that all year. But then did nothing Week Two. But the Colts were in that game, and the Colts stink. And oh, I know. Yeah, that that was back and forth the whole way. And granted, it. So. it some of it had to do with that stupid turnover where uh, Lawrence he throws yeah. it to Tank Bigsby and you think the play's uh-huh. over, but then it's not. So it was like a free seven points for 
the Colts, so that was kind of stupid. But even so, like, the Colts were in that game in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, and then in this game, they got nothing out of their offense where Calvin Ridley did nothing, Zay Jones put up a donut. And he and he had he had a couple touchdowns that were called incomplete because his foot was out of bounds, and he had another wide-open pass that went over his head. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, their offense did not look good in Week 2, but I'm not going to overreact too much. I still think they're going to win the – south and be fine and they easily could have scored more points if their receivers knew how to get their feet down Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah zay jones with a a a rough showing in this one for sure (laughs) yeah i mean i'm overall not concerned about the jaguars but definitely not the the greatest start i mean they had an opportunity to get off to this 2-0 start here and you know get a really big statement win over yeah because if you you beat the chiefs there's all this attention on Kansas City, like, oh, is this, is the dynasty yeah, right. over? Like, what do the Chiefs need to do? And people are going to panic about them, you know, coming off a Super Bowl win. But and then the Jags, in the opposite direction, they'd be looked at as like, oh, is this the team to beat in the AFC if they if they won yeah. that game? Oh, I know. Even if the Chiefs well, aren't great offensively in terms of their re- wide receivers, yeah. So yeah, I know it would definitely it was a good opportunity for them. Uh, they play the Texans at home this week and. The Falcons at home. They actually play four straight home games. Five straight home games? How is that? Well, London. Yeah, I know. One of them is in London, but why? Is this just a typo? There has to be, right? I guess I'll look I it up, know. too. I know one Somehow of those. They... The, the Jags-Falcons game is in London. I know that. Um, oh, well, they... and the Jags-Bills game is in London. <laughs> yeah, so they literally play home game, five in, straight home in... games with three in London. I feel like I... We were t- we talked about we had to have talked about this, um, especially on the South preview. I don't remember, but they have two two games I'm in so London two two games in a row in London. That's so it says ten home games. Yeah, I knew they had two in a row in London. It says ten home games, seven away. Well, games. I just looked so up their I'm schedule thinking... and says Jags are the quote unquote road team versus the Bills. Okay, so that's it. So there's the typo in there. Okay, so. That makes a little more sense. That is incredible just looking at the schedule. I was just looking at the opponents, and all of a sudden I saw these verses. They do have a very favorable schedule coming up here with Texans, Falcons in London, but then the Bills in London after already being there, Colts again, Saints, Steelers before playing the Niners November 12th coming off a bye. So, you know, they they definitely have opportunities here, but, you know, they got to look better than this team that we saw on Sunday. And looking at their schedule, there's opportunities for it. There's reasons to believe that this team could figure something out and get to the point that, you know, maybe Kenny and I can look right with our uh, lofty predictions yeah, for them. I, but I, I think they'll be totally fine. And with with how some of these teams in the AFC look right now, like I, w- I would lean with you guys more now. Like even though they're coming off a, a loss where they didn't look great offensively, like the AFC might be not as good as we think or like just some of the teams that are usually up there like they might not be as good yeah i mean a lot of teams are getting off to slow starts you know especially on the offensive side of the ball yeah so so even through two games even one and one coming off a kind of a bad loss i actually might lean with you guys more that they're going to be a contender Mm -hmm. because of how i don't know just really really easy division and then they also play the nfc south and i don't know i some it's because of the other teams, I will say. Like some other teams that yeah, I get that. Like don't look as sharp right now. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, one team that did not look great right. week one, the Buffalo Bills, yep. but they looked much better in week two. Bills thirty eight, Raiders ten. Offense 
definitely was figuring things out. You know, defense, they played fine against the Jets. They continue to play fine against the Raiders here. But I think the the concerns from week one, I felt, were very valid. All those turnovers, just Josh Allen making some bad mistakes. But he figured himself out. It was a bounce-back win, a kind of win that, as a Bills fan, you feel good about. Not just coming back and winning the game, but beating a Raiders team at home by four touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know what to think of them because... The Jets, they have one of the best defense, if not the best defense in the league. While the Raiders yeah, it's are definitely way up there. Raiders while the Raiders are, are atrocious. Are the opposite end. Yeah. yeah. And and they and they played them at home while they play the Jets on the road. But uh-huh. even still, like, yeah, week one, like Aaron Rodgers goes down right away. It's like, all right, well, the Bills are just gonna crush them, even if they have right. this good defense. And yeah, Josh Allen, he he has all these turnovers and the Jets are in it, and then all of a sudden they go into overtime and they they get what is a quick three and out, and then all of a sudden a punt return, yep. and they lose. Yeah, and then that's it. And yeah, yeah, week one was pretty concerning. Granted, again, a really good defense in the Jets, but I look at that game and I just think like their offense. It's kind of what I said with versus the Bengals in the playoff game, where their offense is just too focused around just Josh Allen doing something amazing, and it's just mm-hmm. it just relies too much on him and his his skill set of being a great passer, but also a runner and look like Diggs is awesome, but yeah, you can question it after him. Like is, is Gabe Davis a true number two? And then is Dalton Kincaid going to prove to be worth the first round pick? And I think James Cook is off to a solid start, even though he just never scores a touchdown. Yeah. I say his fantasy owners probably weren't too happy with uh, Damian Harris and Latavius Murray getting rushing. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, so like I, I still kind of believe that with with the, their offense that still too much relied on Josh Allen to do amazing things but at the same time in week 1 like he he had a lot of stupid turnovers in that game and I don't know like I think Josh Allen he's kind of like I don't know not as bad as his first couple of years in the league but it's starting to look a little bit like that where he's too turnover prone yeah, I mean, that that's the story with Josh Allen. We saw it all of last year where he can make these amazing plays, but he turns the ball over at a very alarming rate, and you just wait for it to come back and bite this team. I thought for sure the Bills, like, I went in the season, Bills are winning the Super Bowl, and then eventually it was like, they're going to lose on a bad Josh Allen turnover and just ask themselves, what the hell just happened? They ended up getting blown out by the Bengals, so that wasn't really the case. But it does feel like, you know, we're kind of getting back in that boat where as soon as the Bills feel like they're convincing you something great is going to happen with this you, team, you st- he's going to do just something silly. Exactly, And yeah. you're going to be like, what the hell? So, um, and I, yeah, I mean, coming into the season, I felt like the AFC was loaded enough that if the Bills did take a step backward, they could find themselves outside of the top seven. I don't necessarily think that these two games are changing my thoughts overall, you know, seeing them lose to the Jets like they did, beating up on a Raiders team that I'm not very high on anyway. But, yeah, I mean, it's comforting for Bills fans just seeing the offense play like this, seeing this team. Like, we know what their ceiling is, and it's all about being able to avoid their floor, see, week, um, and especially Josh Allen avoiding yeah, his floor. Yeah, see, week two shows you that, like, okay, like, they're still, like, a legit good offense, and mm-hmm. they could put up a lot of points, but... Week one also shows you that, like, even if things go well for them, you still expect things to not go well for them at yeah, some point. No, they're far from flawless. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely they're definitely a flawed team, even if there's a lot of like really good or great pieces on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one thing um, defensively, it's 
good for them that the the run game stepped up the way it did because the rushing attack uh they got beat. It was Brees Hall first came back off a torn ACL, eighty three yard most run. Of his, that was like nine touches or whatever it was. Yeah, right. That was. <laughs> they definitely were able to run the ball uh, between him and Dalvin Cook. This is a big reason why the Jets won. It wasn't Zach Wilson, um, but you know this. His, game, his one touchdown. Freaking Garrett Wilson had to play defense to on that. Play. Oh yeah, no. His, Garrett Wilson's uh-huh. awesome, but my God, I, God, I hate hate Zach Wilson. <laughs> There, there is, we have a little ways to go before we uh, get too far. He is far the into, worst. I'll the take Jets, anybody, <laughs> any quarterback. I'll take. Uh, uh, I can't stand Zach Wilson, and the Patriots. So. They have a free win now in Week Three. I, I'm. I might be. I might be hyping my own team up too much, <laughs> like because uh, I'm. I'm. I'm so down on the Patriots, but uh-huh. I, I just. I just know, like, or believe that the Patriots in Week Three will win. And it'll be a close, low-scoring game, but Zach Wilson will do something stupid uh, and to give the Patriots a win. Like that's just how sure. little faith yeah. I have. And God, I can't stand that guy. He's so bad. <laughs> he has such a great arm, but like when he's in the pocket, like he he panics so much. But then when he gets out of the pocket, he he's like, "Oh, I'm Mahomes. Like I can, I can do whatever." And then like he has the he has that confidence once he gets out of the pocket, and then just does a just something stupid I don't know. It's just, he does have a lot of unwarranted confidence yeah. based on three years ago playing for BYU yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway though what I was trying to say here was <laughs> the Raiders the Raiders 15 carries for 55 yards mm-hmm. um, you know of course they weren't running the ball a ton down a lot but uh, and I mean a lot of that too was Trey Tucker at a 34 yard run that kind of saved the day there so I think um, definitely a good showing by the the Bills offense now how much of that was Josh Jacobs didn't play you know set out the training camp and everything um, and he's just slow to get going I don't know but that that at least is kind of a good sign after that week one performance for them another good sign you know, lots of good signs in Buffalo right now so just a matter of making sure that week two is this team can be more consistent of an offense yeah Uh so um i guess we can talk about other afc teams we did kind of get lucky here that all the one o'clock games were like within the conference we can kind of tie them together pretty (laughs) easily and this is one where one hand you have a ravens team that is looking pretty solid um especially in the offensive side of the ball and a bengals team that is uh Looking like one of the worst. So Ravens 27, Bengals 24. Yeah, I still think the Bengals will win the division. So I'm not going to overreact there. I remember they got off to an 0-2 start last year, and they were still they one of the best teams in the league uh, afterwards. And I think they'll yep. still figure things out. It's definitely concerning, though, because like, they're definitely not clear favorites, even though I still believe that they are, that they should be and, and should win the division. But, yeah, like they're, they're off to a pretty bad start right now. And... I don't know. One concern you can have is Burrow's calf. Like if he's re- yeah, I mean I think that that's a big difference. That's a huge thing, of course. Uh, like whoever the backup is, he's not going to play well. Yeah, I think it's it's Jake Browning, okay. former Washington quarterback. So yeah, I mean it it is it would be a really bad thing for this team. And look, I don't want to minimize an appendectomy. I'm sure your appendix bursting is bad, but it's a non-football injury. It was just once he kind of got through it and got the game reps, it wasn't going to affect him again. The calf is something that it could pop. Right. You know, we saw with Aaron Rodgers, calf strain turned into a torn Achilles. So, uh, and it feels like the Bengals maybe rushed Joe Burrow back or 
<laughs> there's there's a two hundred seventy five million problems or whatever that contract you just signed was. I, I mean, team. it's not as bad as Deshaun Watson's. Like, no, it's not. Like, come but on, hey, not... after week one, that would have been a, a reasonable reaction <laughs> to say that Burrow was the worst contract, not and Watson. Not Watson. Which, oh, no, man. and the Browns winning did not surprise me, just given that they've kind of owned Joe. Yeah, Burrow that, that didn't surprise career, me in the slightest. Like, Twenty four to the three Browns have did. always played, like especially at Cleveland, like the the. Mm-hmm. The Bengals, even in Cincinnati, they've ran all over yeah, them before. Yeah, for whatever so. reason, the Browns kind of have their number a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that didn't surprise me. And look, look, the Ravens are a good team, so I guess you could say that didn't surprise me either that they lost. But you think they have more motivation after that game, where it's like, right. this is a time where like this is a bounce back game for us, even though it's a pretty good Ravens team. Uh, yeah, like so that it's still kind of a disappointing loss. And and then the Ravens, like I know they won, but and they're two and zero, but like I don't know, they played the the Texans in Week One, and they're even yeah, though I it, it didn't look all that great. No, like I even one. though I not that I had super high hopes for the Texans, I thought they'd be kind of good, like or like like yes, they would not be a playoff playoff team, but like I thought they'd show a little bit more. They wouldn't problems. be a pushover. Yeah, like they wouldn't be a total pushover. Like they look terrible right now. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> yeah, Week Two, yeah, they got a good win though, and so they even though. You know, week one they won against the Texans. They didn't look that great, but week two they looked better. And so, yeah, I think the Ravens are going to be a threat, and and will be a playoff team. But I, I don't know. I just I'm not going to overreact with the Bengals. I still think, if unless if the Burrow calf thing is a problem, like that's the biggest yeah, thing I, mean, I look at with them. Well, coming into the season, I said that you know the Bengals have gone off to slow starts the past yeah. two seasons. So even if they have a slow start with Burrow ramping up, I'm not overly concerned. But if he's not going to be healthy, then that's going to be a big issue yeah. there. So it's certainly something to, to watch. Uh, I guess just talking about the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is completing 76.4% of his passes. So the offense looks much better. It's amazing what happens when you get rid of a bad offensive coordinator and bring in someone new. Todd Monken has definitely... Through two games, been an upgrade over Greg Roman, just uh, a more modern NFL offense, not a Saturday offense that you see or you saw last it worked, year and it continue worked to for see a in bit. Pittsburgh. Like that, especially uh, that MVP year. No, it, yeah, in the beginning, yeah. But, yeah, as time went on, it's like, all right, like, <laughs> they got to right. find an upgrade there. I mean, it, it worked well for Colin Kaepernick at yeah. one point, and then eventually it, it did not anymore. So, yeah, it's, it's just uh, – it's definitely something that uh, the Ravens – Coming into the season, I thought was going to be slower to get going than it was, which against its Texans, things didn't look all that great for the most part. Um, they found ways at least to get the ball out of Lamar's hands and into hands of his receivers. Yeah, so I think Zay. There's certainly reasons think, to be optimistic. Uh, there. Yeah, I like Zay Flowers a lot. I think he's he's definitely going to make an impact for them. Um, Even Nelson Aguilar. Oh my god, I can't believe Aguilar. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the the fact that the Patriots offense looks the way it does and you got freaking Nelson Aguilar making plays is uh-huh. drives me insane even more. Um Yeah, Mark Andrews got a touchdown yep. after missing week 1. Yep. So And Odell, I, I mean, we'll see how long that lasts, but he's looked okay yeah, so. Yeah, apparently far. he's been hanging out with Kim Kardashian. Yeah, so there's one. another <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, and I guess, well, for him, okay, like the Kim Kardashian uh, curse. Like, if he's hanging out with her, yeah, then right. he's screwed. But uh-huh. uh, and then Rashad Bateman, he's off to a super slow start, but probably working through injuries. But yeah, as always. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you're talking about injuries of the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins already Again. done for the year. Yeah, just insane. Like all these different unrelated injuries that uh, he just he's just been cursed. I guess. Yeah. Th- yeah, he's screwed. 
you know, one thing we forgot to talk about with the Browns, um, speaking of running oh, back, yeah, true. Running back injuries, yeah. um, uh, that Chubb injury, oh my God. Yeah. So he's not going to rush for 2,000 yards this year, right? No, he's not. He kind of yeah, was on pace that, for I mean, it, though, the way he was playing. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, that that's the one thing is if he doesn't get hurt, the Browns probably win that game, but they abandoned the well, run Well, Ford looked pretty good. And- he, he, he had that one really good play, but no, he made some other good plays the, too in that game. Like, yeah, the one long run did, stands no, out. Right. But yes, yes, no, you're right. Jerome Ford was good, but it felt like the Browns didn't run the ball as much as they did with Chubb. Yeah, it looked like Chubb was out, about to go so. off in that game too, and oh, yeah, such a that was such no, a horrible a, like the ABC like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. They're like, we're not going to show you this injury. We're not like, showing. Oh my it. god, it's yeah. that bad. And then you hear the Steelers fans. They, you yeah, hear them the groans in the crowd. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, like this is really, really bad. And then I finally saw uh-huh. it online. Like, yeah, that was that was so brutal because he's 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 a stud. He's definitely one of the best. In the oh world. yeah, heart and right. soul. That team, I mean, he might be of. the best. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely fun to watch. Can you believe a team would actually take Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb? That's that's really that's great. <laughs> yeah. Although you could say Sony Michelle had a better career with the with the. He did win a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm I'm sort of joking, yeah. sorry, but like, no, I mean it's yeah, it's definitely definitely a disappointing one just like for the NFL in general. Because because yeah. obviously he's done for the year, but like, is that an injury mm-hmm. that affects That's his questions? Because because he had that yeah. horrible injury at Georgia. That uh-huh. they said it was the same knee oh, too. Man, that's so that's, coming back from that twice, which shows yeah. you that the running backs are, you know, they kind of have a reason to like, hey, we want to get paid because yeah. one hit no, like totally that and you're done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the good thing for Chubb is he did get paid already. Mm-hmm. He did get one of those contracts, which, you know, it's not the same as other like Josh Jacobs or Saquon but... for like one year or Yeah. Uh-huh. Which yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean that that is a, a devastating I had to bring that up. That... <laughs> like... No, I know I meant to bring it up earlier and we just spent too much time on the seal as I like right. forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So definitely good good to mention it here. Mm-hmm. So um you know, we you had talked about the the Texans. Uh, they lost to the Ravens. Now this week they lose to the Colts, thirty-one to twenty. And this is an interesting one where we're going to see two of the top four picks, rookie quarterbacks, come through. I think the first thing that stands out, Anthony Richardson. I don't know what to make of him as a passer, but he's an electric player yeah, as a runner, see, and see, I hope he can avoid getting hurt every game. Yeah, at least one game he stays healthy this year. Yeah, he's a huge project. Like real life wise, it's gonna take a lot of time. But I knew that in terms of putting up numbers, especially rushing wise, that he'd be like he'd be he'd be electric to watch. But mm-hmm. still a long way to go. And like, yeah, it's a win. But well, win's a win. It's his first career win. But it is the, yeah. the Texans who are de- who are yeah, uh, like they look like they're in trouble. It was mostly Garner Minshew at quarterback. Yeah. Oh, that's true, because he got hurt in the second quarter. He scored he two touchdowns yeah, right out of the game, game but he, two got, touchdowns. he got hurt yeah. on that touchdown. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I still don't think the Colts are going anywhere, but yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe either. they got something with Richardson, but I don't know. It's just he has to develop, obviously, as a passer. And at Florida, like he had some – look, again, electric player, especially as a runner, but – he had some pretty poor games as well, as a, especially as a passer. He did. And yeah, even in passing college. Passing was an issue. Uh, uh-huh. very low completion percentage and so yeah I, i'm kind of with you where like i don't know what to make of him yet but definitely fun to watch and i don't think the colts like, i don't think it's a bad pick again i think it's the right pick because there's plenty of upside but there's plenty of downside yeah, yeah. oh no and i i definitely believe in the upside there but it's just a question of how soon 
can everything be unlocked? And then, of course, you know, I, I don't think he'll be this year. Avoid the injuries and everything because it's unfortunate seeing him go out. Yeah, I agree. It's probably more running than passing early yeah. on, but yeah. Um, on the flip side, CJ Stroud, 374 yards passing. I think Stroud played well in this game. He was just being blocked by five backup offensive linemen. And uh, that's that's just the reality of the Houston Texans right now. Like their roster is already not that great. And when a few of the good players go out, you're going to see a team that is even worse. Yeah, they, they so. look they look like a pushover team where I thought yeah. coming in the year, like, oh, like they could be okay and and look a little bit better. But they look like even with Stroud as the quarterback and they got probably got something there. <laughs> they still look like a really shitty team. And. I don't know the 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 Arizona Cardinals. They they could have Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. on they the could. same yeah, roster. They definitely, that, it's definitely that, possible they that can is get the in top play two picks right now. Uh huh. Yeah, it is. It's it's kind of frustrating, I'm sure, for Texans fans because there was kind of a high expectation. And look, you can chalk up a loss to the Ravens as a loss to the Ravens, but losing to the Colts at home like this, uh, it's probably not a great sign yeah, if, for this team and that draft pick that's going back to Arizona. Yeah, if, if you're losing to the Colts and with Richardson getting hurt in the game, even if Minshew's a nice quarterback, uh, that's still a bad, bad loss. Yeah. No, and I think a lot of it, is kind of on the offensive line at this point. It you know the the receivers did their part. The running yeah, backs Nico did not. Yeah, Nico Collins had and, a nice game. I'm not going to pretend I watched uh, a lot of that game, uh, but no, I yeah definitely not. But, but still, yeah, it's still not a good good loss. It's pretty bad. No, so certainly could be another long season for Houston. You know, hopefully for their sake they can turn things around a little. But I mean, I might have picked the wrong tank to win offensive rookie of the year because uh, tank tank yeah, oh, tank no, Dell Del. looks, looks pretty good. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's enough upside. There are enough things to like in Houston. Which is why I didn't think. I think in terms of little pieces. Which is why but, I didn't think they'd be a total pushover. But it, even so, right. it looks like they are going to be one of the like worst teams in the league again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll find a way to to shock the world and beat Jacksonville next week. Which <laughs> so. Um, that'll do it for the AFC one o'clock games. Let's move on to the NFC now. I know we talked about a couple NFC games earlier, but, uh, that's just continuing going down the line. And I kind of shuffled the order here because there was one game that it already stood out to me and it just continues to stand out a lot more bucks, 27 bears, 17. Now for this game, it's kind of a mixed feelings in terms of my preseason predictions and takes, because I was really high on the potential of Baker being good enough that the Bucks are not going to be this awful team, maybe could threaten for a playoff spot through two games. Looks pretty yeah. good. Threw for 300 yards in this game, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Bucks are two and zero. On the flip side, I was also very high on the bears and believing in Justin Fields. And this team looks like an absolute disaster right now. And they continue to be disastrous in more and more ways. And I'm glad that we wait until today Wednesday to record instead of Tuesday because we I don't know what is going on with that team right now but their problems are so much worse than I thought they were so I'd want to just jump yeah. right into Chicago when, when it comes to overreactions for me when a team is doing well I tend to not overreact and so I think the Bucks will be better than the Panthers like I mean mm-hmm. that I believe in I have no faith in the Panthers even though I like Bryce Young I just don't 
Well, they're, he, he, they're going to need more time. Yeah, th- th- that's going to take a lot of time. There's not enough around him whatsoever, and there's not no, really... No, he needs to learn how to slide, so... That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of bad slides. Even though I barely watched uh-huh. that game, I did see some of the slides. That was the one thing, yeah, yeah, that we were on the split box when that happened. Yeah. And or so, something like that. Yeah, so the Panthers aren't going anywhere. So I like them more than Carolina, and... Look, the, yeah, like the Bucks, they have a chance for sure, especially the, the way they've looked the first two games. And even though I think the Saints and Falcons are kind of fraudulent two and O teams as well, uh, which is why I give the Bucks a shot for sure now. Uh, I don't know. I I still I'm still hesitant with the with Tampa and Baker. Like, yes, he's off to a good start now, but I I still want to see more with him. Especially. Yeah, small sample size. I get yeah. it. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, but the Bears. Yeah, when it comes to overreactions. I tend to overreact more towards like teams that are doing bad and yeah, the bears saying this is what they're going yeah, to the do. Yeah. The bears aren't yeah. going anywhere. <laughs> no, uh, no. Brian McAfee was right. Like that is, you know, put it, put it out not there. That I wasn't um, in the bears. I had them last two, but I wasn't going to rule it out. Like I, I think I like Justin Fields obviously a lot more <laughs> than BMAC. Um, and yeah, but through two games, it's not looking good right now. Um, no, too many bad screenshots for for him, and he does not look good at all as a, a passing quarterback. He says it's the coaching. That's it. It's the issues on the coaching, which uh, I hope so. <laughs> you know, that's a problem in its own right. Um, you know, Chase, Chase another, Claypool another team where there's not enough around him. It's DJ Moore and a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, I mean, Clay, Claypool almost got benched oh, and ended up on, scoring like, a touchdown. So I don't have I don't have any bit. faith in him anymore after uh-huh. his pretty solid rookie season. He's been a complete mess ever since. And then Darnell yeah. Mooney's been no, playing, I... but whatever. Again, like they don't have enough around Justin Fields, but even so, yeah, like Justin Fields, you can definitely have questions of his passing ability For, through two games. Like there was that there was that one play where I I think it was DJ Moore. Like someone was wide open, wide, wide open yep. in the end. Like no one was. I think it was DJ Moore. That sounds right. And yeah. he didn't see Just him. It's like him. All right, doesn't like, throw it to him. Yeah. yeah, like plays where it looks like he's looking at a receiver and just doesn't throw the ball for whatever reason. Uh, no, I mean th- this team looks really bad, and uh, they don't have a defensive coordinator anymore. Yeah, who just quit Whether, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. Well, d- I mean, did you hear the rumors that were being what, thrown out what, there? What was it? Apparently, the FBI raided Hallis Hall, or they raided his house for like content on his. Uh, oh personal. no! Yeah, I, I I don't know if that's real. I just saw the he noti- said it's family reasons. I but... saw the notification that he quit. I didn't know. Yeah, no, he I, resigned. I figured it was just I don't because know the, if there's... the defense, you know, stinks. <laughs> I didn't know. It was... No, no. Oh, I mean, it, no. well, I don't know. He's saying it's family and health reasons, but it's there's a lot of like really bad uh rumors going around and i don't know like it's been very difficult to say <laughs> so i started going through twitter to see what's going on uh apparently today's ryan pole's birthday so oh, that's a good birthday what a present. day for all this stuff to go down between his quarterback having a press conference saying coaching is the reason why he sucks and then his dc was uh potentially going to be arrested so that's a uh, yeah wild day in chicago i i don't understand uh you know like i why i convinced myself that the bears could potentially be good 
like why I bought into this whole thing with this team. Um, are you familiar with a Jay Kuda Twitter account? So he's a guy, he makes a lot of like funny, like little paint and like graphics and stuff. He's a White Sox fan. So I assume he's also a Bears fan. Um, one today he, he tweeted out a graphic and it was, uh, have you won a game since Elon Musk bought Twitter? And it says, Yes, of course. This was back in October I'm 2022. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> circle, oh, you just found I it? I just found it now. Yeah. Circled the bears. Yeah. No. <laughs> yep, no. Everyone else, yes. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, that, I thought that one was very funny, just uh, thinking back on, on this team and how just horrible they've been for Whoa. far too long now. Even, there's a worse stat right next to it. Justin Fields has what? had one game with 320-plus passing yards since he graduated from high school. Patrick Mahomes has wow. had 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, it's it's been bad. And through two games, there's not a whole lot of reasons to be inspired by this Bears team. And, yeah, I mean, I I just don't see this team going no, anywhere they're, anytime they're, soon. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. I'll admit, I, I like Justin Fields. I'll fully admit, maybe it's just because of what he I, did last year, running the yeah, ball and not throwing. Right. Uh, so He's a, an electric player, but admit, it's been really not good. I'm a little bit biased towards that. Biased towards the uh, fact that he, we have the same birthday and the fact that true. I wanted him, the Patriots to draft him, <laughs> even though I knew <laughs> uh, it was a pipe dream. Uh, but and, I, and part of me kind of believes it's the coaching and – players around him but at the same time there is also plays where it's like like that one where like wide open dj Moore. it's like all right like that wasn't right. coaching or bad <laughs> receivers like that was kind of his fault yeah no the they a lot of the blame like there's a lot to yeah go if around. you're going with the blame pie chart but the quarterback i, I look at uh-huh. others his surroundings more but i'm not going to totally discredit like oh this is not he definitely yeah deserves no, some he, blame for sure. It's hard to say that he's the guy right now. Yeah. I think it's there's plenty of reasons to be down on Justin Fields, down on his future and his case. Still think it was the right move to like you know, like there are rumors after they got the number one pick, thanks. You know, oh, that they would take that a, they would take yeah, Bryce, Bryce Young and then trade Justin Fields. I still think they made the right move on getting that haul that they got back. They definitely got a lot back. They got a yeah. lot back and a number one, his number one receiver. Uh-huh. Uh so I think that was the right move still. But yeah. Yeah, it's still not a good well, start. Well, I mean, we were talking about, you know, the Cardinals get out of the top two picks. The Bears also could have the top two picks or two very high picks on their own right. So definitely a possibility, uh, you know, with, with that having that Panthers draft pick if they can't turn things around. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of problems in Chicago. Um, Tampa, I will say, like, I do enjoy seeing Baker get off to this great start while Deshaun Watson is not getting off to a great start. And Look, getting rid of Baker Mayfield was still the right decision for Cleveland. It's who they got. I agree. Who they got, yes. you know, to replace them. That's, well, the, that's the question. Yeah. There. The thing with the thing with Baker, uh, the way that they handled everything, I think, was not so right. great. Like, they could have handled it in a classier way. Especially yeah, with who, well, especially with the guy that they replaced him with, uh, with all the right. off the f- field issues with him, with Watson, but yeah, they could have handled the that problem, better. I agree. No, the, the problem with Baker was he basically tried to play through an injury when he shouldn't have played through an injury. Sucked playing through an injury, and then they got rid of him. Uh, but it, look, he he beat the Steelers in a playoff game. Uh, there weren't any fans in the crowd, but it was in Pittsburgh, and 
it things did not go great the next season and they moved on from him for Watson and right now it doesn't look all that great for a ton of reasons and Baker is part of it after not looking great last season in Carolina so I don't know I agree with you it probably won't last like this forever but I, I definitely uh, have definitely more faith in Tampa to, though uh, now than, yeah. than I did before the season started I always be- I always believe that likely. they were better than Carolina but uh-huh. But I thought the Saints and Falcons would be good enough where they'd be the top two. I I still kind of believe that, but at the same Which, time, I mean, like all three of those, them, yeah. yeah, all three of them are. I think the Bucks have had the most impressive two no start compared to the other two. Like the the other two teams, the Saints and Falcons are, like again, like kind of fraudulent two no starts in my opinion. Uh-huh. Even though, whereas the Bucks have like looked like actually good. good. Like you know, they beat a team that went to the playoffs and won thirteen games last year and. You know, they they beat the Bears, which... Not, which is why yeah. I'm not going to overreact, because it's the Bears. Uh-huh. But, uh, and I guess shout out to Shaq Barrett, which uh, that pick six was Good really bad. But I actually forgot about the whole, you know, his daughter. daughter I think she drowned, drowned in the yep. offseason. Mm-hmm. And she was yeah, two. So that, yeah, definitely kind of cool seeing him play like that, dedicating to uh, her honor. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those where I'm uh, willing to admit defeat through two games already and uh part of it is also that you know the packers have looked better uh they did lose to the falcons 25 to 24 you will stick with this division um you know here's a fun fact the highest passer rating through two games very small sample size jordan love 118.8 no he, so. he looks he's, he's definitely off to a good start i mean granted speaking of the bears like they faced yeah, them was, in week one that was part of it and uh-huh. I, th- I like to believe that it's mostly because of the opponent in week one, but yeah, week two, even though they lost by a point, not that, oh, look, he was better in week one, don't get me wrong, but he mm-hmm. still was kind of productive in week two. And he hasn't even had Christian Watson through these first two games, no. and he didn't even have Aaron Jones in week two. And so to be pretty productive through the first two games and without one or two of his best players on offense... I I think that's promising for for Jordan Love. Uh, I I'm actually kind of rooting for him this year, a little bit. Like just with, like they had Rodgers all these years and, uh, you know, became a little bit. Un- Granted, he's still a great quarterback, but I don't know, became unlikable. <laughs> yes, time yeah, very on. insufferable. Yeah, and uh-huh. so part of me like wants to root for Jordan Love in that kind of way. And no, I mean, I I totally got that. I think that's fair and. 151 passing yards on 14 to 25 passing isn't going to jump out at you. He did throw three touchdown passes, but like you said, like there were problems. Like he was missing guys on the offense, and you know he didn't look awful in yeah, this game. And, and, and the Packers certainly had a chance to and win. Romeo Dobbs had a couple touchdowns in the first week, and then Jaden Reed had a couple mm-hmm. touchdowns this past Sunday. And Luke Musgrave, he looks he looks like a pretty good tight end. And so, yeah, I I think the Packers are. It's another team like the Bucks where I wasn't like super high on them, but after two games, even though they're one and one, I, I think especially with the Vikings being zero and two right now, uh, I think the Packers also have a shot. Um, right yeah, now. for sure. There's much like, more reason I, like, to buy it's into It's not like them. the like the Bears are done. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> uh-huh. I don't have any faith in them. Uh, but the Packers, they look they look decent right now. Yeah, well, I think when it came down to it, I thought the Packers are the better team, but Justin Fields is a better quarterback. I, I know the Packers are the better team, and I don't think Justin Fields is definitively the better quarterback than Jordan Love through two games. So definitely reasons. But again, Atlanta won up winning this game. They're 2-0. B. John Robinson, 
awesome game for him, 124 rushing yards. And, uh, Tyler Algier stole the thunder in week one. So yeah, that, that, doesn't, good su- to see. that didn't surprise me at all that Algier would still be productive. Like mm-hmm. that, even though Bijan is the guy now, I don't know. They they like to, that's just the way the Falcons have ran their offense. Yeah, I mean, they have three guys that they could have running the football there. Yeah. Four, if you include Desmond Ritter, mm-hmm. he had ten rushers, rush attempts in his own right. So yeah, but uh, so who do the Falcons play in Week One? Uh, I'm Carolina, Carolina, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So Carolina, like they suck. Yeah. And then this past week, yeah, they 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 beat the Packers. But I don't know if you saw it, but late in the fourth quarter, it was twenty four to twenty two. Uh, the, the Packers yes. were winning, and they went for it on fourth down. And Bijan had to dodge like three guys to get the first down. Like great, great for him. Like they got a great Uh running back. But my God, if they if that wasn't a first down, the Packers probably win that game. And Arthur Smith, oh my God, he stinks as a coach. He's he's getting a lot of heat. No, it was was so dumb. Like they could have easily gone for a field goal. Granted, it would have been kind of long, but. It was close uh, enough where yeah, I, I know it was it was a ballsy move. Yeah, he was able to take more time off the clock. I still thought I was stupid and get closer. I don't care. Yeah, no, I I get it. It worked out okay, but yes, if it didn't, if, it, work if they out, didn't get the first then... down, like the Packers could easily get a first down and then the game's over. Uh huh. I thought. Oh no, yeah, ballsy. That, no, I thought it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, like with Brandon Steely point... with his fourth downs. Like, oh, it's ballsy. Uh-huh. No, it's stupid to go for it on fourth down at whatever yard line. Yeah, the whole point was to make it a more easily makeable field goal and give the Packers less time to drive down an offense. And it, it worked out okay. I, I understand the method to the madness. If it was fourth and four, then that would have been silly. Fourth and inches with that rushing attack, I think it's more reasonable. But you it's know, not like it, it was like a sneak. It was uh, like Bijan had yeah, to go it, to I his... Know went to the right and all of a sudden there were multiple defenders in the his play face, call and yeah. it's a good thing he's uh, a really good running back and very shifty because a lot of flaws with it yeah it, i get it because if it weren't him on that play uh i don't know if that's a first down i don't know i i did not like that call at all that was me that's just me though. yeah i mean it, it's one of those it's one of those uh, if, yes, you, if it gets... works you're a genius if it doesn't you're an yeah, idiot if... yeah Yes, exactly. I know that. I mean, that's how every single you know cri- critical fourth works. down call. Yeah, they all work the same way. So, um, are you giving up on Kyle Pitts yet? Stop! <laughs> stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! Oh, uh, that 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 draft that we had, I was like panicking in my head. Like, please don't. Like, it was such a at, at the time, it felt like such a good value of where I was possibly about to get him. My God, they don't throw him the ball ever, and no, I re- so I've given up on him on the Falcons. I'd like uh, to think, but somewhere if else, if he were somewhere else, yeah. I'd like to believe he could still be productive and still be a guy and st- still make an impact. But because he's on Atlanta, yeah, I've given up on him there. Just wild to me using a fourth round pick on a tight fourth end overall and not finding ways. Yeah, sorry, fourth overall pick on a tight end and not finding ways to actually incorporate I, him. In that's your the offense. absurd part is the draft capital. Is that yeah. like you see him? It's like wow, he's a wide receiver at tight end, and you you draft him fourth overall. You think at fourth overall you'd like to involve him a little bit more? And so I don't know, I get freak like he looks like a freakishly yeah freak athlete. But it and it feels like he wouldn't like he should still have value, but I don't know that he does because of production and how You're much not of that get a is first like round someone pick, on him, especially fourth no. overall for him. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, not that's like as bad as like Trey Lance. 
No, but it, I mean, it, well, it could still be like that type of draft pick you get back. Right. You know, you didn't trade a ton for him, but, but you would get like a fourth round pick or whatever back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really curious to see what where things go from here for him uh, this season and beyond. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I feel but, the same way. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it just you know, sucks. One like more... I knew, I knew, I knew uh, you were gonna bring that up. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I got offered a trade for him. It was Bears backup running back Roshan Johnson, which just like how is his value already that? And I think low? he's gonna be like... a starter now for the Bears. Like he's gonna yeah, merge oh, as like the guy, and so right. And I'm like, do I want to basically just give away a running for back a guy for that's just gonna get two a... catches for 19 yards every game? Yeah, right. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of, so, I think I'd rather have Roshan at this point, yeah, even though it's only right. two games. So, uh, anyway, uh, back to real right. football. Final NFC North team, the Detroit Lions, uh, at home against the Seahawks, coming off a big win on Sunday Night Football or Thursday Night Football, and then the Chiefs. Or sorry, the Chiefs. The Seahawks losing at home to the Rams by multiple scores. If so. if it weren't for the Bills losing to a Zach Wilson led Jets or Kadarius Tony being a complete yeah. <laughs> complete mess at the receiver position, I would have said uh-huh. the Seahawks were the most disappointing. They had the most disappointing performance of Week One. Yes, I I agree because maybe I overrated them, but I I really thought entering the year they were the most underrated team entering the year. Like I really, I had, mm-hmm. I still kind of do have high hopes for the Seahawks. Like I, I like a lot of things about their roster, but to lose at home to a Rams team that doesn't have Cooper cup and yeah, Puka Nakua, Hakuna Matata <laughs> looks, looks like uh, a stud right now, but even so like not have Cooper cup at home week yeah. one, much better roster losing. to lose that but game. Losing by seven. And lose convincingly, like not even be in that game. Yeah. Like that was pretty uh, bad. Uh for yeah. So it's it's good that they bounced back versus a, a better Detroit team on yep. the road. Yeah, 37-31. Yeah. yeah, second straight year. They won in a, a shootout in Detroit early in the season. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's a big win for Seattle, big win for Geno Smith, performing much better than they did in the first week. And uh, overall, you know, it, it's one of those, the ability to bounce back from a loss like that, I think is huge. Yeah. It's not an easy environment, uh, you know, going into Detroit like that. It's fans were excited. Uh, one of them maybe a little more excited than others. Who's that? If you saw the, <laughs> there's a screenshot that went viral of some Lions fans sexing someone in the crowd. Oh Just no. Like really <laughs> wild screenshots. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to get too far into them, but Lions is their home opener, so it's definitely a, a bit of a hostile environment. So big win for Seattle going here. Lions, I think it's just one of those where, hey, kind of a, I don't, you know, come down game, kind of bring them back down a little, saying, hey, this team is, uh, they, they got to figure something out. Um, they're not quite to that level of just being able to run through everybody like they did with the Chiefs, which even then it was Good win see, for the Lions. See, Bad yeah, loss that, for the Chiefs. If we did overreactions week one, I would have said it's a good it's definitely a good win for the Lions, don't get me wrong, but I look at this game way more on the Chiefs side of things. Um, mm-hmm. so like another example where I won't overreact for uh, uh teams that are doing well, but I'll overreact for <laughs> teams that didn't that didn't do well. And look, even me, like I I'm all about the Lions, restore the roar, and I I I've always believed that they're a playoff team. And but at the same time, it's like even me, like gotta pump the brakes on the lines like a little <laughs> like that that's uh-huh. i i yeah like answering that question from the nfc north preview like even me it was like all right like we gotta like 
keep the hype train a little under control here, even though I, I, I want to root for the Lions big time for sure with, with Dan Campbell, especially. And then Jared Goff, look, when it, com- when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, I always held my ground. Like this guy sucks. I will <laughs> never, ever believe in this uh, guy. I feel like I was kind of, uh, you know, vindicated with that loss versus the Bengals in the playoffs and, you know, just not being great ever since. Yes. I mean, but I think that's, when it comes yeah. to Jared Goff, I'm becoming a little bit more and more of a believer. Like he really does look, like, he made some really nice throws in that chiefs game. And, and it's like, Oh, well he's got good pieces around him. Like really like Amon Ra's a stud, but like Josh Reynolds, yeah, the drop off, like, Josh Reynolds yeah, is right? like whatever. The drop off after him. The drop off after uh, him is like he, pretty huge. Khalif Raymond. Yeah. yeah him like, too. Older Marvin Jones, who didn't even play like Sam Laporta, rookie tight end. Right. Who, so. who, who could be a guy, but we don't know. No, so no, I, it's really just Amon on offense, and like in terms of the guys you really guy. got to watch That's out it. for, like maybe Jameer Gibbs may have a breakout, but we'll see. But yeah, which we'll see. He should have opportunities with David Montgomery exactly. injured now. But, but um, Jared Goff has been—he's yeah. been really, really solid, and he finally threw an interception. He, yeah, I know. I had that very long streak. Like once that streak was six. brought up a lot, like all right, like the, he's going to throw an interception now. But <laughs> uh-huh. to go that long without an interception and. I don't know. Jared Goff definitely impressed me uh, of late for sure. Um, ever, ever since he's been with the Lions, like even even when they only won like three games, I was like, yeah, Jared Goff is pretty were, good right now. There were a few games down the stretch where I think he played well. I think it was easy to just kind of dismiss him given how bad the Lions were yeah. overall as a team. But uh, yeah, he was great last year. I said and it. I have a winning record. I bought last into year. him. I'm a believer. Right. Yeah, I'm a believer in him. Um, you know, this game kind of shows that maybe the defense still has some uh, things to figure out, but their offense overall is going to be great. Yeah. I have no concerns with well, them. Well, CJ Gardner Johnson is now out. Yeah, right. Like that He's that's done. really going to hurt their defense. Is he is he done mm-hmm. or is it just I I heard pectoral injury and went on IR. Okay. So I don't think he's officially ruled out. But for he's going to be year, out for a while. Probably. Yeah, that, yeah. that that that'll hurt their defense, but yeah, I'm 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 a believer in the Lions as a playoff team. I've always said that. It's just like in terms of like <laughs> Lombardi Trophy, that's where I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. like, pump the brakes. And I still I still believe that, but um, they're off to a good start. It's a tough loss for Seattle, but I don't know. I I I, I like where they're heading still. Yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, this is a game where you know. Things look good for Seattle yeah. in this one. Things look good enough for Detroit. It's it went to overtime. Yeah. One like of it could have gone either, either way. way. And and that brutal penalty or missed call, like that was clear uh-huh. a clear holding on whoever was holding Hutchinson at the end of that on that last play where Lockett scored. That was definitely a yeah. penalty, but even so, whatever. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a tough one to to lose like that. But um, you know, one thing I'll say about the Seahawks losing to the Rams is Maybe the Rams aren't going to be as terrible as uh, some people were thinking they could be, that they're better than last year. Um, you know, they still lose to the Niners in this one. 49ers 30, Rams 23. But for moments, L.A. looked pretty good in this one, too. Yeah, and, and, they, and they'll get Cooper Cup back. Hopefully he can stay mm-hmm. healthy. So offensively, yeah, they could they could be still pretty good. That's just their defense. Yeah, healthy Matthew Stafford. Their defense. But... I mean, granted, they play great versus Seattle. Um, uh-huh. and then didn't verse the Niners, but like those are two good teams <laughs> that they had to play so far. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, maybe the Rams. I'm not gonna overreact. I still think they stink. Um, but they're off to a much a, be- a better mediocre. start for sure than I thought they would. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. 
Um, yeah, I mean, but I mean, all that being said, I think the Niners through two weeks of football, I think there's a very strong case to say that the Niners are the they're the best, best team, team in football right now. I would say so. that even though the Eagles are two and zero, they don't look that great. Like the Niners are re- no. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but like of the good teams, like contenders, like I think they're uh-huh. the only one off to like a convincingly good start, especially like on offense. I I feel like a lot of teams yeah. now. Because they don't get enough reps in the preseason, right? Training camp. It, it takes them a while to get going, yeah. especially with you know like the Bengals of Burrow being out. Like yeah, like there are teams that are just getting off the really really slow starts offensively. But I feel like the Niners are like the one team that's looked dialed in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, on the offensive side of the ball, like there there are definitely like a few teams that are off to great starts. I think you know one other we'll talk about shortly. But overall, I do think the Niners right now are playing like the best yeah. team in the league. It's possible that the Steelers just had to play the best team in football, and that's why they got beat up in Week One. But you know, the Rams, you know, Matthew Stafford coming off that last season, he played well against them, so it doesn't necessarily inspire me from the offensive side of the ball. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the Niners are definitely still a force, uh, really top to bottom. This is a very talented roster and you hope that they can avoid some of the injuries that have plagued them so often over the years and, you know, finally break they're through. Go- they're going to uh, be in it. And I, I think they've, they've had, they've had the best start in my opinion of any team. Yeah. I mean, Bar- Brock Purdy definitely still looks solid. Yep. Uh, you know he, he's he's playing in a, a great offense is going to allow him to to find open receivers and everything but he certainly hasn't looked significantly slowed down by that elbow injury from the nfc championship game and you know christian mccaffrey still looks awesome debo is at a solid start brandon Ayuk was not as a uh, he got he kind of got hurt in this but game yeah week the one Niners, destroyed, the destroyed steelers, the steelers yeah. secondary yeah every time and i, they I throw still the think ball. george kittle will make an impact as a receiver more, but still four. Doesn't necessarily need to. Yeah. That's, yeah, the that's the thing. Like he's obviously not the number one guy in their offense now, like he used to be, but still like, if he's your fourth best player on offense or like in terms of their weapons to throw to, that's still, that's still uh, something to watch out for with their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, definitely reasons to, to feel good in San Francisco right now. We'll see about the Rams. I think I'm, I'm more more convinced that they're going to be at least a, a team to watch um, moving yeah, forward and, and, and still, that they're not going to be And I still think a they're wreck. a 6 and 11, 7 10 team that I'm not going to overreact towards yet. <laughs> uh-huh. Like maybe I'll change well, maybe I'll change my tune. <laughs> but <laughs> also I mean, I think like the one thing that also we're talking about is the end to this game with Sean McVay kicking a field goal. I knew I knew I that's why I I was watching Red Zone. And uh, yeah, like I saw there was like a few seconds left. So like they don't have enough time to get an onside kick. But I was laughing. No, it was four seconds yeah, left. Yeah, I was yeah. laughing because I knew what the spread was in that game. Not that I bet that, uh, but like I knew it was plus seven and a half Rams. <laughs> and so when that kick went in, I was, I was, I, yeah, I was laughing. Like, wow, that screwed right. some people over. It really helped other people. And it's one of those things where. I don't know what to believe in that scenario. Is Sean McVay like this guy who can tell you every single play he's ever ran? Does he really not know what the line is in a game? And he was really like, I oh, well, he's, his explanation. He, yeah, right. He, his explanation was he was like, well, I don't want to get uh, anybody injured on offense. So nah, we're just so going to injure somebody on the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he knows. It is, it's like what you yeah, just said. He, he can recite 
any play from any game or whatever. It's like, oh, tell me what happened in the second quarter, middle of the second quarter at this minute of this game and week, whatever. And it'll be like, oh, it was a screen pass to, to it was a quick, quick draw play to cup and he went for a six yard gain for, for a first down. Like he can do that crap. It is. Yeah. If you can but, do that, he knows what the spread is. Don't come on. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, this is like one of those scenarios where the NFL and the whole gambling thing, you kind of start to be like, Hey, you're making all this money off of it, but you know, how is this going to affect things? And it, it's not like spreads are new. It's not like this is something that has been kind of, but there are more and more un- players unaware, but... getting suspended mm-hmm. over, over that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's one of those things that just makes you question, like, uh, what is going on here? It's right. Yeah, it's, this wasn't kicking a late field goal to prevent a shutout. <laughs> this was a very meaningless field goal in a thirty to twenty game that just happened to have a, a point spread in that seven to eight point range. So that uh, that was certainly something. I knew it too so, right away. I didn't even have to look it up. I'm like, I know what just happened here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, look, it, I think uh, I don't know where like the, the betting stuff was, but there's certainly a lot of people in Vegas who weren't. I couldn't I couldn't tell you like the that. percentages. I just know what it was mm-hmm. <laughs> and watching yes. the score. Yes. Like, wow, that's something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, you know, sticking with the NFC West here, wrapping up the division, uh, the Arizona Cardinals for a half. Things are looking pretty good there. Yeah, and, and then they realized the that they need to tank, and so they did nothing uh, in the second half and let the Giants have their way. Yes. Yeah, 31 to 28, which I've also heard uh, counterpoint. Jonathan Gannon did the same thing in a Super Bowl, so what's stopping him from doing in a week two game? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but regardless, this is definitely a season-saving win for the Giants and just another reason to think, yeah, the Cardinals are not going to The Cardinals are not going year, anywhere, so. and this doesn't give me more faith in the Giants. Like, yeah, it's a good comeback win. No, when I say season-saving, I mean their season would basically be well, it'd be over. Like, it'd be like the Patriots versus losing. the Jets in Week 3. It's like if you lose this yes, game, exactly. it's over. And like the Giants, uh, like, yes, okay, that's you just got scenario. your ass kicked by the Cowboys for you to nothing, and you got to have a bounce-back performance. In the first half, it looked like they were going to lose again. Down 20 to nothing, it took them, yeah. it took them six quarters to find their to score their first points <laughs> yeah no and i think it's a credit to them scoring 31 points in the second yeah. half i know it was against the cardinals but still like for them to have that turnaround i think it's impressive in a lot of ways but yeah i mean in terms of the giants i think it's there's it's probably short moments before they're humbled in san francisco on yeah. thursday night football in week three but they'll probably lose by double digits <laughs> yeah i mean certainly seems like the the minimum yeah, there so they're, they're i still don't think they're going anywhere I, I it's a good win don't get me wrong but saquon getting hurt not too, too. Certainly <laughs> you just help. lost your best player <laughs> for for uh, the next two or three weeks or whatever it is yeah um josh dobbs looked impressive at least for a half for arizona so that's certainly you know kind of cool seeing him after after well. just like after a, just being thrown into the fire in week 18 uh with the titans yeah right uh-huh. Well, I know he played. Yeah, I know he played another game before backup. that, but it's like, hey, you get yeah, he you got to play a, a, a deciding pl- uh, you know game in week eighteen for us. Like, great. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was always a good backup to Big Ben. The whole rocket scientist like knows how to to see the field and everything. But uh, yeah, I mean, he he certainly showed up here. I kind of understand the Cardinals going with him over Colt McCoy just based on this performance. But 
I don't know. I still can see this Cardinals team, like the fact that they went up 28 to seven like that, I can still see this team finding ways to seal victories like they almost did, but I definitely don't feel great about my idea that Gannon could win a, you know, be in the running for coach of the year with the Cardinals surprising people. So yeah. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Great motivational speaker too. Uh, Yeah. Right. That's a, like he just talks in the halftime locker room and then the team falls apart. That's a, probably also what really happened here so um yeah i mean uh, i think uh for the the giants sake they certainly needed this win but they're uh still a a long shot in that division given that the eagles have found a way to go 2-0 and unimpressively and the cowboys have gone to 2-0 and very impressively you know the niners are the best team in football through two games the cowboys are probably second their defense is over awesome. The Giants, thirty to ten over the Jets. Yeah, They're, incredible. Five sacks per game through two yeah, weeks. Yeah, and now, so. and then they get to face the the Patriots in Week Four, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, <laughs> That's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, in terms yeah, of I mean, Mike, Micah Parsons, um, uh, Micah Parsons looks unreal. like the real deal at this point. Like he's uh, certainly like if he's not the favorite for defensive player of the year through two games, he's second or oh, third. He's, I, 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 mean, I, I would he's been him. awesome. He's he's uh, uh, he, he's awesome. I'm I'm definitely a fan. Uh, he he definitely yeah, and it's not even just him. Like uh, who's they had a uh, one guy had three sacks against the Giants. Uh, what Oda Oda or whatever. Um, they they the Cowboys I, defense I, continues I, to look awesome. I'm not gonna lie, Corey. I when I saw those first two touchdowns uh, in the Cowboys Giants game, I went to bed. <laughs> like I knew it'd be a, <laughs> that's, a completely that's waste of time. No, I, it was, it was uh, the, the I did say up the for field goal the return, game, uh, the field goal block and return. Yeah, the block field goal. And then what uh-huh. was the second touchdown? It was like another Cowboys special teams touchdown, right? Or like no, it was a oh pick, pick six, six right? right? Saquon he yeah. got hit and the ball went up in the air, right? It was pick six, right? Yes. Yeah, like once uh-huh. that yeah, happened, no, that game went. The Giants for the first drive, things were going great, and then all of a sudden a bad fumble backed him up, and then they had the block field goal, and it was just all hell broke loose from there for that team. Just I can't imagine being fan just sitting in the downpouring rain watching the the Giants lose to arguably your biggest. Two of the most like depressing games just had had to happen on you know like the eve of like nine eleven. Yeah, and on nine eleven. Yeah, like yeah. Tough, yeah, like, tough, tough, two night just the, brutal, like stadium. depressing performances uh, for like the New York teams that that like that weekend. Yeah, which I mean, the Jets at least they saved the game and had a really cool finish. But then, I mean, this week, uh, not not so good. Zach Wilson, yeah, I knew you talked about it earlier. Garrett Wilson, great. Zach Wilson, not great. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm finding a new hobby. <laughs> like after <laughs> after Rogers went down, like all the hype and rightfully so, uh-huh. all that hype. And then four plays into his career, Jets career, he's already done for the season. I, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm finding a new hobby. I'm I'm going fishing, collecting stamps, I, whatever. Just find something it's... else to do than because because there is I, I can't think of a team that has more false hope than the Jets. <laughs> like, it's unreal. Like the idea of something going wrong for the Jets, even after getting Aaron Rodgers. Sure, four snaps, four plays. And that's it. And then he's done. I I, I don't. I, it's one of those just like how how does this happen like to this team? It's like just that? wrong because I 
they were the most interesting team for for me, in my opinion, this year. Because because it could have gone so many other ways. Yeah, like you could have seen and them implode and, from that perspective. Even with Rogers under center, or you could have seen them be amazing, mm-hmm. like with this great defense that they have, and now they have a great quarterback, and maybe right. could have been a Super Bowl contender. I think the they had the widest range of, range of possibilities, and I it would have been really entertaining. What, what whichever way it went, one way or the other, whether if they had been great or if they would have imploded. And and we yeah, got no, we got robbed been... of that this year. I know. And it's like, well, now we it know it's sucks. gonna happen. They're gonna suck because they don't have a, a reliable quarterback under center. And no, no matter no, who it is, Zach I don't Wilson care if it's Zach Wilson or, or just some guy that they trade yeah. for. On the, on the list of Carson, unless they trade for like Cousins <laughs> or Stafford, then like those, yeah, which, which is not realistic at all. No, I don't think either of those are serious. Scenarios You're talking about like Philip Rivers so... or Cole McCoy. Yeah, right. Bring back Tom uh, Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's a really bad bad situation right now for for the Jets. Yeah, the, the Jets, and, uh, the Jets. Are, I'm they're they're not going anywhere. They're going to finish last, even behind the Patriots, who I know I'm low on, but like, I, I, they're gonna they're they have two free wins now, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean every year the the Jets. What is it like a 14 game win streak? The the Patriots yeah, the, have the, over the, the Jets? Patriots could literally do nothing for 59 and a half minutes and still win a game. Like with that, yeah. I mean, uh, that's essentially what happened last yeah, year with exactly. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is. Uh, that that team, it's it, they're done. It, at this they're point. done I completely. They, they have that. no hope. Um, it's over for them. Like mm-hmm. even with that win versus the Bills, it's like great. You won. It's nice for that day. Right. But, that's the highlight of the season. Like you see Robert Sala like celebrating with the team as the head coach. Like it's so cringy <laughs> in my opinion, but. I like uh, I I just hate seeing that. It's such a weird look uh for a coach to you know be that pumped over a win where he's like in the in the scrum with the teammate with the with the players but at the same time I thought to myself like this is probably the happiest he'll be all year. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean I mean I can still see this team going 7 and 10 like they did last year with their this defense. Right. Like their defense any is hope awesome. of them yeah, being serious like the it's going to stop and end at Zach Wilson. Well, the defense is so. awesome, but but it was awesome week one. Like maybe I'm overrating it, but I I don't know. I think there'll be less. Yeah, I mean, there'll that, be less buy-in from the players now, or maybe they won't be as good. I don't know. The the Cowboys are a good team. Like that that's I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. And I I am kind of talking myself. Eh, you know, maybe this is finally <laughs> the year. Which you know, I did it enough years. Never, I, I, I'm good. Uh, they'll be a, they'll be really good in the regular season. They'll be a playoff team, and they'll find a way to fail. I'm I'm never I'm not yeah. getting off that. <laughs> I mean I I think that that is probably the realistic outcome here, but for now things look really good with this Dallas Cowboys team and I think that you know as much as it is like oh it's a Jets whatever, like they had to show up and play the game and they they played great. So definitely a reason that defense looks great and um you know, Dak played well enough in this one. He didn't he hasn't really had have to do, to do a whole two, lot against the Giants. For 2 weeks. Like he he has he, No. Like the defense is doing everything right now, so far. Yeah, CD Lamb had a monster game for him, so that's all all he needs to have happen. Um, all right, and then finally, let's wrap things up here with uh one of the the wildest games of the week. Wildest Mandis endings. Thirty five Broncos thirty three. Yeah, that that for sure. Um, Denver Broncos two games into the Sean Payton era, two home games, two, 0 and two combined against two losses teams by that three are... points. 
I kind of like the Commanders this year a little bit, but they're not like some elite Yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders and the Commanders, yeah, they're two teams that it's like, I don't think that they're the worst ever. But but... you don't think they're going to, well, you think they're going to be a playoff team, right? Yeah, kind of. Like, no, like, <laughs> no, I, think I, the, I don't know. I, think, I will say through two games, I feel better about the Commanders, kind yeah, of. Like I, they did beat the Cardinals barely, and the Broncos are they, a So they've been two teams that aren't going anywhere, on. really, but offensively, they look pretty solid. Brian Robinson definitely looks like a stud. Yeah, well, and that's, that, to me, I think is a big story from the Washington end. Not only just coming back from down 21-3, to three, but how good the offense yeah. looks through two games under like Eric good, Yeah, this good for him. first time scoring... Yeah, first time scoring thirty five plus in a game since twenty twenty. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's great. You know, coming into the year, I thought there was a lot of pressure on Biennemi to succeed, giving this opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, he's he's making the most of it. Like Sam Howell, twenty seven for thirty nine, two hundred ninety nine yards, two touchdowns, yeah. zero interceptions. It's a solid performance. For, and it's not for like he's guy. got. I mean, I love Terry McLaurin, and Dotson is pretty good. But I don't know. It's it's yeah, not like some least potential. It's not like some elite wide receiver core. Like they they got solid no. guys in their team, but yeah, it's, it's I don't know. I I think the Commanders could be could have a even if they're not a playoff team. I I think the first two games, even if it's a granted against bad teams, can show you that they're gonna be like okay this year and show some yeah. upside or show some progress. Um, I think we'll learn more in the next two weeks with the Bills and the yeah. Eagles coming up. So they'll probably so. I think they'll lose both those games, <laughs> but. I do too, but it's a matter of you know how how, how, how they look. look and if they're like, are they are they if they're three and one in both those games or are they yeah. gonna get if they're three and one then they're they're legit yeah. so uh, but man the Broncos but, uh, <laughs> yeah I uh, I don't know what Broncos. it is but I love seeing them lose it I don't know just seeing what they oh just same. seeing how, what they look like last year like uh-huh. that game that Thursday night game versus the Colts was so bad that it was great like they right. <laughs> they, they, they uh the Colts forced overtime. And the fans were leaving. That's that, it was yeah, so right. funny. Like they were leaving when they were going into overtime. Like they couldn't yeah, take that's anymore. Enough. That was uh-huh. uh, it was. I don't know. Just, I don't want free football. It was tonight. just comedy. <laughs> it was. It, I don't know. It's just uh-huh. something. Just something about watching them lose is funny. And no, I I completely agree. It, Especially like in this way, jumping out to the second, early lead. Yeah, like when when that hail mary gets completed for a touchdown, I'm like. They're just gonna lose. They're still gonna get the two. Yeah, they're just not gonna get the two point conversion. And then Uh you see the two point conversion, and then you have incomplete. Yes. Yeah, I love trolling that. I I hate that chance so much that (laughs) trolling an incomplete pass is just one of the Uh dumbest things. I I can't stand it. And they, they, I think they're the only ones that do it. Right? Uh, Yeah, they have to be. Uh, If there's another (laughs) team, I, I gotta know about it. I don't know. It's uh, it's so lame to troll an incomplete pass. It's like a normal play. It's like it's like oh, trolling yeah. a I don't know, like a pop up in baseball or something, or <laughs> like a normal ground yeah. out. I don't know. Just something about that, more or less, is so dumb. No, I I agree. I I think that you know the Broncos are like the one team that kind of have had the Patriots number for the past twenty years now. Um, like they're like I think they're the one team. And when I say that, have like winning record against the Patriots. Yeah, it's Brady, a very had, very low. Had a, uh-huh. Compared to other teams, his winning percentage versus them was was never that great. Yeah, so I, I think like just from that perspective, I'm sure you enjoy seeing them lose uh, more than others. But for me, as a Broncos, it's really the the Russell Wilson rendition. Well, that's, see, that's like, the thing, I, like, I don't hate the Broncos. Like I just I hate that chant, but I don't know. Like just see. I don't know, like, 
I liked Russell Wilson in Seattle. I don't know what it is because like he was so fun to watch in Seattle, but I don't know now. It's like man, there's just been too much that's come out about, about him, him that's being like wow, just a he fraudulent might person. Be way more unlikable than I realize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that's really what like it when, is. When, when and... Richard Sherman, talk, like I hated Richard Sherman like when he was in the NFL. I like him so much more as a commentator. Uh, I'm not saying he's a bad player. Like he's a great corner. No, he's player. a big personality. Yeah, a big personality. So where it's like, uh-huh. like on the field, like I, which like on the field, like, I yeah. I wanted to root against him so much, but as a commentator, like I I actually enjoy listening to him. But when he talked about like Russell, there are definitely Wilson a stuff, lot of players like, that I think that. I didn't want to believe it because like I, I liked <laughs> uh-huh. Russell Wilson. I didn't like Richard Sherman. So like, I just, I didn't take that seriously. But then when more and more stuff comes out, it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe he's yeah, feels... more unlikable than I realized, I guess. He's right. always been corny. Well, like, he's always been a corny guy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I knew, I always knew that about him, but I don't know. Just feeling like this is something that he just does for the cameras of yeah. like being this like, you know, for super show. nice guy, whatever. Yeah. And he, right. now he's making, um, like I mean, he yep. he doesn't have the worst contract in the league anymore because of Watson, but second yeah. worst though. Yeah, which is not, <laughs> you know, not great. Well, the interesting thing with him through two games, he's been great in the first half. Like he's looked like a much better quarterback. And then so twenty three for twenty seven, eighty five point two percent completion percentage, two hundred seventy nine passing yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Second half in these two games, twenty two of thirty nine, fifty six point four percent. 206 yards, one touchdown, that Hail Mary 50-yard bomb, and an interception. Yeah, they've lost so. both games to a combined three points. Where it's like, all right, well, they're, they're in it. But, yeah, like you said, the first half has looked much better. Wow, the second half looks like the Broncos of last year. Yeah, well, they've lost nine straight games after leading at halftime. So that goes <laughs> oh back pre-Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Also, last season, they were tied for the league lead and accepted penalties, or tied for second in the league lead and acceptance penalties. Well, maybe um, they were a horribly year, coached they, team last year. <laughs> yes, and it, it hasn't changed around. They had another nine penalties in this game. I think that they're way up there through two games again. So, Sean Payton has not saved the day. Uh, and the offense looks better. The defense is not, you know, in this game, they let the commanders' yeah, the defense is them, offense the play defense great. The defense is actually so. letting the team down now. Uh, after after yeah. looking the way they did last year. Right. I know they gave up the, you know, the game winning score against the Raiders late. And then, you know, this game, Kareem Jackson as well. That's, uh, I don't, I don't know why he isn't being suspended for after being ejected for that hit for like back to back weeks, having something like that happen. I'm trying to remember the, the, on Logan Thomas that knocked. Oh, him out I remember game. that. Yeah, he After scored that last touchdown. Jacoby Myers, yeah, that was that yeah. was not a good hit. I remember that one. I don't right. remember the first one uh-huh. that you're talking about, but I remember that one this past Sunday on the Logan Thomas yeah. touchdown. So yeah, that wasn't a good. Yeah. hit. No, no, it was a, probably the only the the second most controversial hit in the state of Colorado in football that weekend <laughs> though. After. I I mean that that was one like yeah you know, I don't know if it's just because it was on Travis Hunter who's just like an electric player but that felt like totally egregious I don't know how that kind of went on uh Deion know, at least Sanders from a handled sense. it in a classy way at least um, how do you feel about Colorado like do you do you like it? I or do you or do you I think it's know. a clown show like do, or, I 
it is it's one of those things where coming into it so i've never been a big dion like broadcaster I mean, yeah, fan so I, he was before my time when it came to the football aspect of the whole no, like, prime he was on CBS, thing but uh, so even like after his career yeah no and i i didn't yeah, like I didn't him either. i thought i was not a fan nfl network like yeah i was never a dion guy and then he starts going and coaching jackson state and it's like all right it's kind of cool what he's doing there whatever but then he bolts for colorado and then is like yo all of you are basically end of the transfer portal like you're done and it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way so going into it i wasn't really a fan but the past couple weeks i've kind of been like all right this is actually kind of interesting what's going on like he's making it a story in colorado so (laughs) <laughs> they lost like eleven games last year. Like they don't. Yeah, they don't know oh, I know what, they were they terrible. Don't know what success is in college football, at least for right. a long time. Oh, I know. So they're gonna storm the field yeah, for every. You're gonna game. storm the field for every game. <laughs> People hate that. I'm like, uh, this is probably the most fun they're ever gonna have. <laughs> like, might as well just. Hey, enjoy oh, it. I know. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it, he's making Colorado relevant. Um, I think it's a good story. I've enjoyed kind of keeping up with it. I've tuned into their games. I stayed up till 2 a.m. on Sunday morning watching the end of that Colorado that State late. game. Right. Oh, I know. And now they're playing at noon against Southern Cal in two weeks. Like, yeah, it's then, just now they're like about to face the legit place. good teams. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So it'll be interesting to see with them playing Oregon this I th- week. I so. think uh, whoever, like the next, like, you know, legit opponent that they faced, whoever that is. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon, USC, Southern Cal, back to back. Yeah, weeks. Like th- those are probably the weeks where they so they show that they're not like as good as that. Right, that they're being perceived as. Yeah, especially without Travis Hunter in there. But I mean, Shadur Sanders, like his son, it's kind of remarkable how he's played, and he's all of a sudden drawing the attention of NFL I mean, he scouts. Be dra- so. Is he is he going to be in the draft this year, or is it next year, or to what what year? Dion Dion said that. It said today he's going back to school. Okay, so he's not going to... I like, don't know. If he was going to the draft this year, like I would definitely still take Caleb Williams over. Yeah, no, he wouldn't be number one overall say, or like, anything. He but, shouldn't be that. No, he's rising up the... Yeah, rising up the ranks quickly. Yeah. So. That makes sense. But... Yeah, no, they've definitely been an interesting story. I say, like, looking at the week three schedule for the NFL, it's not all oh, that Oh, it's appealing. horrible. I was looking at it, too. Yeah. I'm like, there's... Which is... It's, there are like seven games that are like double digit or not double digit, but like touchdown or better. And then there are like a few that are actually double digit, like the Chiefs over the Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and that's supposed to be like the four the four twenty five Fox games. It's Chiefs, Bears, and Cardinals, Cowboys, and they're both two touchdown spreads. Oh, that's ho- yeah. That how did they? I don't understand how the NFL did that with the Week Three schedule. Yeah, that's this that's, year. I mean, that's horrible. <laughs> Yeah, Thursday night football is a ten point spread. Seven games next week have have touched touchdown or or longer odds or spreads, and three yeah three of them are double digits. Yeah, that's next week's schedule is is not going to be like the Patriots might be the the closest. Actually, you know what the closest spread the is? Jets. It's actually Chargers Vikings, of course. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. But again, it, even then, it's like okay, zero and two teams. One of them, their season is essentially over with the loss. Yeah, so. Yeah, but I, I, I really believe that's college. by far the most interesting game with, because they're they're uh-huh. they're by far the highest uh, total, and the closest spread. <laughs> so the combination of both, like, well, I w- I want to tune in that game, especially with those offenses, uh, like the, the like the Niners yeah. over Giants is a waste of time. 
Dolphins over Broncos at home at Miami. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh huh. Yeah, Bills over. So Bills the Commanders. Like, all right. Like, let's see what the Commanders look like. There's excitement. Yeah. Well, there's like a few of those Bills Commanders, Bucks Eagles on Monday night. Like, there's some where it's like, okay, like let's right. Like, get let, this let's see how good these real teams test. really are. Like the two, the yeah, the, right. The, the two no, the surprising two no teams. Uh huh. Or Rams Bengals. Let's see how bad this team really is. Like that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of like marquee. Steelers like, Raiders I don't know how... Sunday nights. Like. Uh... I mean, yeah, it's like okay, these are historic franchises, but, not, but like, neither of them watch. are. <laughs> yeah, so it's just I don't understand how the NFL like, Steelers Ravens the week. like rivalry like yeah, I, right. I, I it's like a big that. rivalry like, that's why that's why Brown uh-huh. Steelers appeal to me. Yeah, right. Even if they're division rivalry, even if they're messy so. offensively, but it just seems crazy that the NFL this early in the season would already have a yeah, week I'm where look- there's just not like a marquee. I'm matchup. looking at this week and I I, I kind of hate every game. Yeah, last year week three was Packers Bucks. I think the year before was Bucks Rams. Well, Packers Bucks so, like, at least had are... Rodgers and Brady. At least. No, I know. What I'm saying like those are big marquee oh, matchups. Okay, right. Like that early in the season, mm-hmm. and we just don't have one this week. I just don't understand it. Yeah, they could, yeah, they could have planned that a lot better. You're right. Yeah, but meanwhile, college football has a ton of top twenty-five matchups: Iowa, Penn State, Oregon, Colorado, Utah, UCLA, Alabama, Ole Miss, Washington State, Oregon State, the Pac-2 showdown. So and ba- then Notre Dame, basically, Ohio what we're State, trying to say is even me, <laughs> who doesn't watch any <laughs> college football, very, uh-huh. very minimal, and I'm all about the NFL. Yeah. Even me, you, you think I'm gonna tune more into college and not maybe as much NFL? Not I'm gonna watch the Red Zone like, no matter there's what. There's more, but like, it's, yeah, I'm there's more, more excitement on Saturday. I'm gonna be more interested, maybe, yeah. in what college uh-huh. football is. On what happens Saturday instead of Sunday? Right. Yes, that's basically what I was going for there. So. But, you know, we're, I think we're still going to have a podcast. We're not going to necessarily talk about every game, but I'm sure there'll still be plenty of things to discuss in this one, especially if, you know, some of those teams that were like, all right, let's see what you do actually look good again. So no, um, if we're going to have a two hour <laughs> football one, uh, it's going to be the, the one where we talk about every game or every team. Yeah, hopefully. So. But, I mean, it's fun. You know, I, I wish we could have done it week one like normal, but I was glad to do it week two instead. Week one would have been, so. <laughs> week one would have been so fun with the Chiefs, Bengals, and Bills all losing. <laughs> this right. team's going oh, nowhere. They suck. So many, yeah, so much overreactions that I just had to kind of bite my tongue on for a week. <laughs> but that's okay. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think next week it'll be football, and you know, we'll find ways to talk about other sports and stuff. We have a couple drafts that we could air as well from our football series, so might sneak one of those in there too. But, those color drafts are fun. <laughs> yeah, probably be one of those we'd have. So, But anyway, that'll do it for this one. So look forward to giving more NFL takes throughout the next few months here. So for my co-host Brian Wells, I'm Corey Novotny. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>